Welcome to episode 27 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I am your host this week. I am Ginger Boy. We are joined by the regular guys. We got the Jack of Heart. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, <boo. laughs> and then we got Knuckles. I lost my phone. <laughs> and then we got Knuckles. I just figured out Blue's Clues. <laughs> I just figured out Blue's Clues because it's really cool. Yeah, buddy. And this week, because there's not really a lot of news to discuss, we thought this would be a good time to do kind of it's our game of the year and like our game of the generation. Like, not we did, we already did our big list of game of the generations. So this one we're doing like some of our to, our favorite uh, non AAA, like our best XBLA, PSN, Steam games of the generation. And surprisingly, none of my games of the year made it to the generations. Hmm. Okay, well, that's something we'll get into then. Uh, then we also got like we're we're gonna discuss like most disappointing games of the generation, uh, anticipated games for 2014. We're also gonna talk about a little bit about movies and uh, TV shows as well. So uh, let's let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, which ones do you guys want to start? We'll, we'll do uh, games of the year last, I think. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go we ahead. Can, uh... Want to do? Uh, let's do handhelds first. Yeah, sure. All right. So All right. we'll go ahead and do our. Uh, we're doing uh for we're doing our top three on everything but game of the generation will be our games of the year will be top will be five. Um so we'll start with our top three games of the generation, which we'll kinda of do what we do with the generations where 
We'll each, we'll each say three, then two, then we'll go one. Um, why don't we start with Jack? What is uh, your number three game uh, handheld game of the year? Oh, God. Number three handheld game of the year. Um... Animal Crossing New Leaf. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually is Animal Crossing New Leaf. But uh, that's just... Well, yeah, that's because it's uh, it's one of those type of relaxing type of games where if you're played like a overabundance of like say violent games like shooters, whatever, action games, it's just really relaxing just to go to something that's just really peaceful and not like super violent. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. That's cool. I like that. I mean, that's kind of like it's it's kind of a little nice relaxing game. I do. I'm the same way with football. I play my NCAA football and stuff like that. It's kind of just a nice zone out play a fun little game put it away so um we'll go on to uh knuckles what's your number three uh, handheld game of the year number three handheld game of the year is legend of zelda a link between worlds yeah you actually played this game no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you i was hoping you wasn't gonna ask for that <laughs> have you only played like how many how many handheld games have you played this year uh <laughs> I played like five, but most of them were Pokemon, so, and the Pokemon <laughs> games didn't come out this year, so. Okay. <laughs> How many games that came out this year on handheld did you play this year? Two. Okay. So we're just going to skip you then, and we'll go, we'll go, right, we'll go right to me. Um, my number three is Luigi's Mansion. Um, I will admit, I, when, I, when I bought, this is one of the games I bought with my, uh, when I bought my 3DS earlier this year. Um, I'll admit at the beginning I was a little concerned with it. I I I knew I'd enjoy it, but I didn't know if it would uh, be a game I'd get hooked into or play a lot of. And I, I find myself surprised where I am. I, I love this game. I put it back down again because uh, I, I picked up Zelda, um, but I plan I definitely plan. That's one of the games I I'm not I'm, I'm gonna beat eventually. Not right now, but eventually. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump into uh, number two. Jack, what's your number two? Fire Emblem Awakening. Fire Emblem Awakening is a great, like, strategy RPG. For those who are unfamiliar with Fire Emblem, that franchise has its roots to, like, the original, like, Famicom and stuff, but, uh, this particular game in general is pretty much, like, the most popular of, uh, that series. Well, basically, what this does different is you're actually allowed to, like, uh, well, other than, like, doing the traditional, like, say, raise a group of party members and stuff like that, making sure they don't die and stuff, because if they die, it's, like, permadeath and stuff for them. But you can also, like, uh, get married, have kids and stuff, have, like, inherited traits and skills and stuff, like, certain attacks, move on to, like, uh, to, like, uh, different characters and stuff. I really love the story of it, though. It's really engaging to a certain extent. <laughs> I know that sounds generic. But, uh, but what uh, strikes me as really fun about the gameplay is it's just very addictive and stuff. If you download, like, a lot of the DLC packs that uh, help out with certain things, like I said, like leveling and like uh, get a lot of like various loots and stuff. There's a lot of replayability to go back and just like from like a year or so from now or even a couple of years down the line and just play through it, have a fun time, get like marry different people with each other, see what type of outcome you're going to get and uh, just basically just like screw around. <laughs> nice. So that's good. That's definitely one of the games I do want to play. Um... Yeah, I, I got a lot of games I want to play, but that is definitely one uh, I am interested in. Maybe when it, maybe when it drops on price, um, which probably never, because Nintendo never drops for goddamn games in price. Um, <laughs> I would like to play that one eventually, though. Um, oh, it's forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably gonna be like forty bucks in two years still. So, so. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so let's go on with Knuckles. Uh, see the fact uh, we've only played two, I'm pretty sure we can guess them. But go on with number two. Uh, well, hold up. I want to see what you're guessing. Go ahead. Take a guess. All right. All right. I'm, th- I'm thinking Pokemon is number one. You'd be correct. <laughs> Angry Birds. <laughs> Angry Birds is number two. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think. Actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't. What's another game you played? I'm trying to think of the game you were playing when you first got your 3DS. I don't remember what you got. Because that's actually number two. <laughs> um, it's actually Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Oh. Oh, boy. I uh, space that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just... Basically, you're sure. I'm not a big. First of all, I'm saying I'm not a big handheld gamer. I picked up. I got the 3DS for free, and this was one of the games I got for it. Uh, and uh, well, just just your base from what I can tell, it's an arc, your basic RPG, and um, yeah, and I'm about to slander it to hell. Well, I didn't really have much fun playing with it. Like when I when I think of Monster Hunter, I thought of like some the older ones. <laughs> It's so funny that it's like this is actually not a really good game. I just only played two. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it at all. I just got nothing else. I, I played. I played a little bit of it. I played it for like fifteen minutes. It sucked. So that's a number two game of the year. The game itself. This is better than your Halo Man. Three explanation. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is true. Go on, Knuckles. I'm Go Fuck you. <laughs> oh, we're like seven minutes in. I've already got him upset. This is great. Oh. Hey, you haven't got me upset. You got me fucking pissed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there's a fucking There's a complete fucking difference. <laughs> oh, we'll hug it out later, I'm sure. Right. Okay. Um, Actress is to the point that I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. That's oh. Oh, it's okay, buddy. I'll, I'll pat on the back. I, I am going to pat on the back via Skype. Hug? Skype hug? No. Okay. Uh, so my number two is uh, Zelda Link Between Worlds. Okay. Uh, this is a... Fa- oh, it's it's a fantastic game. Um, if you... Like I, I talked about last week, um, I'm almost... I am very, very close to being in this game where... Like, the, what I enjoyed about Pokemon was the fact that I can do... I can have, like, Netflix or something going on while... Um, while playing Pokemon, this one you right. can't. It's so it kind of <laughs> sucks, but it doesn't matter because I'm not. I'm just. I I haven't like watched Doctor Who in like a week, which is ridiculous. Cause that's all I've done like the last month. And I just sat there and I played. I was on vacation last week, and I pretty much just played uh, played Zelda for like at least ten to twelve hours, and I'm very close to beating it. I have enjoyed every second of this game. Where like the puzzles are fantastic, where they're frustrating. But they're not like like you want to rage quit. And I haven't gone to Game Facts yet, or I haven't watched a YouTube video on it yet. So I'm pretty happy with that. Where normally I would just give up and look on YouTube for it, and I have yet to do that. And I I got like three temples left to go through. Um, but that is definitely number two for me. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll jump to number one now. I'm pretty. I think we have all the same number one. <laughs> so but Jack, why don't you go and, and say what your number one is? Pokemon X and Y, obviously. Okay. Yep. Alright, we all we all have the same one. <laughs> I guess we can all talk about that a little bit more. 
Yeah, sure. Let's see. Well, for Pokemon X and Y, it's really much of a no-brainer. It's the game that I pretty much spent, like, uh, most of my 3DS time this year just playing because of the gameplay, the online interface, the whole Wonder Trade, like, uh, BS that uh, we had that one night. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That where we... So, for people that might not remember, I don't know if we, we might talk about talk about on the show, but we recorded the show, and then, like, for, like, three hours after the show ended, we sat on Skype and, like, just play pokemon like we did like random wonder trades and i got pissed at jack because his first wonder trade he got like a level 50 pokemon is he playing who's playing it right now <laughs> i think that's jacob <laughs> <laughs> i'll continue this is actually more entertaining than uh listening to you talk oh wow <laughs> oh we got you good there <laughs> We'll wait, we'll wait. <laughs> so, 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 Knuckles, what did what, you think of the? Why, why is this game your number one? Well, just like uh, Jack said, this is the game that I spent most of my time playing on 3DS. And actually, um, this is the game where I actually took it the 3DS to school. Street past like four people playing this game. And, uh,. When I was sitting in class, or sitting before class, uh, playing, because I usually get there an hour early, I'd play this, and just got, like, that's my time played in it, and plus, uh, it's a game I fall asleep to. I, I just enjoy it that much, the soundtrack to it, it's just great, uh, just like a lullaby for me. Well, I understand that. I, I am tempted. They, they they released the album, the uh, the Pokemon X and Y album. It comes on with like three hundred songs. Yeah. What? I, I was tempted to buy it because the music is pretty sweet. Wow. It's the same music. A lot of the same music has been on there for like the beginning, but it's so good. Yeah, it is. If there's one good thing we can say about about Nintendo, they make great music. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> No, I'm pretty much, you know, just, you know, go piggyback on what you guys said, though. It is the game that I think I spent 35 hours into this game before I even beat it. Um, I guess complaint, my only really complaint with it was it's too easy, but that's more my fault. I have 72 hours in this game, and I have six badges. How, <laughs> but how much of that time was it on when you were sleeping? <laughs> Probably about eight hours. Damn. <laughs> Because I usually wake up in the middle of the night and see something. I was like, oh, it's on. Uh, <laughs> save, turn off, go to sleep. <laughs> no, I, it, this one definitely felt like it was a lot longer where you would actually, like, there'd be towns and there'd be four or five hours in between badges where that was a difference. In the older games, like, you can just, you can I get... I actually bought a strategy guide for this game. Oh, really? really? I didn't... I was no, tempted, I but I didn't do it. Yeah, it's like it's hard and everything. It's nice. actually propping up my mic. Oh, very nice! Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, I right, continue on what we're saying. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's pretty much really. I think what we all have to say is it's one. Of the, it's it's a fantastic game, and uh, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, it's that a lot of people that fell out of love with Pokemon. Maybe it was huge when they were, you know, when we were younger. That we're all around the same age when they're probably in their five to eight year old range when it was popular and they fell out of it and then just like me there's a lot of people out there where they just jump with this game they jump back into it pokemon x and y uh definitely with the with the whole they changed the entire setup of the game where it's not just you know top down it's 
side view that they have whole 3D effects. The world feels more alive. It looks gorgeous on the 3DS. So if you have a three, if you're thinking about getting a 3DS, I think these are all great games that you should you should buy. All these games are buy them. I wholeheartedly agree. Yes, especially Pokemon. Okay, so um, we want to go on to uh, top three young XBLA PSN Steam games next. Sure. Okay. okay. All right, so we're going to jump into our uh, top three games of Xbox Live Arcade, PlayStation Network, and Steam games. These games are like just like the downloadable only ones that are like the ten to fifteen twenty dollar range. They weren't full retail games. Um, that so these are all the best ones of the generation for us. So we'll keep going in the same same circle. Why don't we start with Jack? What actually, your... um, this is the one I was actually having. We were talking we were talking earlier before the show. It was like this is actually the one that I couldn't do because uh, I didn't play any downloadable games except for Daisy. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I got to skip me on this one. Okay. All right. Um. So, uh, Jackie boy, what's your number three? <laughs> Oh man, you know what? It's just hard trying to think back, like on the certain downloadable stuff that I've actually played upon. Let's see if I can remember something off the top of my head. I don't even think I've actually had like about three downloadable stuff that I can remember. Did you make a list? Did I make a list? No. But you know what? <laughs> you might as well skip mine because I don't have a third one. <laughs> oh my god. Well, hey. I didn't really this play a lot of indies. This is why I posted in the show notes a week ago. I know. Yeah, I played time to make the list. I made the list, and I even had time to come up with stuff that wasn't on my actual list. Alrighty, so um, this is going swimmingly. Uh, my number, th- my number three is um, let me look at my list here. I'm sorry, I got uh, Shadow Complex. This was um, made by, I believe it was made by uh, Epic. If, if I'm correct on that it one, it was a. Uh, it was a third-party studio that was uh, Epic. Was, was Epic was a publisher? Backing up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just remember Epic was involved. This was a uh, Metro Metroid-style uh, kind of game where it was it, really it was just it was Metroid, where it was but it was just a look for three three Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Thank you. That's what I was looking for for the 360. I don't know if it, I don't know if it ever made it to PS3 because um, I believe because Epic is uh, part of Microsoft, so I, I doubt it. No, it's, I think Gears of War is like is it owned by Microsoft? Okay, but Epic but, is uh, not. Epic is a uh, Epic is its own company. Okay, it's kind of so kind of how uh, like the same with uh, Bungie. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, uh, well, that was scary. Um, actually, uh, Bungie was owned by Microsoft, but they broke away. Uh, they buy themselves out. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we got that straight, um, but this it was a it's a it's like we said it's a Metroidvania style game where it just you see it's just great where you like you can go and you just go through the, it's it's not a very big world, but there's all these upgrades you can find in the game and you'd always see these like this something right there like you got you have to brick it with like the rocket launcher, but you haven't had the rocket launcher yet so you gotta remember all these places to go back to and get all the collectibles and make yourself stronger get upgrades for your armor or get you can help carry more rockets things of that sort and just the story the last boss was pretty meh and the story was you could probably beat it in a few hours but if you did a lot of uh if you're really into like getting all the collectibles 
and things of that nature, and then um, the, you can make a seven. That could be a seven eight hour game, and then it had it's one of the first games I can remember doing it, but where like you, you can uh, certain things where you can have high scores with like kick robots, leaderboards, leaderboards essentially. So like there'd be like eight or like ten different things you can do. Uh, and I'm about the, to call you out in a minute. Go on. Okay. But uh, there's like ten different things you can do in this game where like you know you get a you beat the game faster than somebody or get a higher score than somebody or kick over a certain amount of robots, destroy this many enemies, and every time you pass the friend on your friends list, it would tell you or if you got close to it, like you've you've killed hundred enemies, but uh, Knuckles has killed hundred and eight. It's like ooh, it's like and it just pop up in your screen every time you do something. <laughs> And it's like, all right, now I want to keep. I'm gonna go around and kill enemies, or I'm gonna go around and kick robots until I pass them, and just things like that. And I remember Geometry Wars two and a few other games, a Pac-Man uh, collector, or uh, what is it, Pac-Man DX, or whatever it was called, did it too. But I, th- I believe this is one of the first ones I can remember doing it. It might not have been the first one, but it's the first one I could think of that did it. I thought that was a really cool thing to do. So Knuckles, what, what were you gonna call me out on? Uh, I think you might have alluded it from the show notes, but didn't you uh, say? You- Game of the year or DLC for the year? No, I never had that on my thing. Like, uh, showed, uh, like Steam, Xbox, and PSN games for 2013? For this gen. Oh, it says for this gen? Yeah. Oh, then I definitely have a arcade game for that. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was kind of weird <laughs> that you don't have a. So, do you want to. Do... Yeah. Uh, well, my number three is, a uh, actual, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Decade Duels, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the game that Jack and uh, Ginger Boy loathe because <laughs> I got in too late. Oh, it's not that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of worst game of all time, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> all right, you say it's nothing like that. What do you mean, uh, Jack? Well, what I mean to say is I, I, you know what? I do like playing, I did like playing the game. But uh, the thing that I didn't really much like about it, other than the PSN stability and stuff, is just how slow like you acquire like good decent cards because you're pretty yeah, much forced to buy new packs. You and uh, you and uh, Tyler got in late. I got in like in 2009 when it actually came out. Well, I did too. I just didn't play it. Enough. I didn't play it that much to like get all the great cards for they added more in. Well, then again, yes. the PSN version of it didn't really come out until I think it was like what this yeah. year or something. 2012. 2012, um, yeah. Yeah, it came in, like, last year for you, so you're just kind of, uh, understand, but for Ginger Boy here, uh, who didn't actually play the cards, play to get good cards, uh, when there was only a 3,000 of them, uh, yeah, he got screwed on that, but... Well, I bought, yeah, I, I, put, I bought the game the day it came out, yeah, but I just didn't sink... Uh, very many. I, I think probably five or six hours into it, but I didn't play it for you know ten, twelve, twelve. I can't talk. <laughs> ten to twenty hours into it, and I didn't get like many great cards. I got like some solid cards, but once you get to later rounds, they didn't do much of anything. Yeah, I was like, because the thing first about freaking game turn, had to actually, uh... the guy would have five monster cards on the, on the freaking on the freaking deck. It's so stupid. I can't. Even, uh. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't hang hang with the good guys. <laughs> Nothing good about them. They all suck. <laughs> I don't know. It's like if I if I can pull out five monsters on my first turn, it's bullshit. Probably not that. I probably don't suck. Jeez. It's just it's just how you it's just how you build your deck. Well, you going back on point. Uh, 
Yu-Gi-Oh! is an arcade game that's based off the card game that's been around for 15 to 20 years now. And um, just build your deck and just play against AI or you can go online and play against computers. I've talked about this plenty enough on previous episodes. Yeah, we spent like a whole 45 minutes on one episode just you, you and Jack discussing yeah. this and me trying not to fall asleep. Uh, all right, well, uh, then I'll go ahead and move on to your number two, uh, Ginger Boy. Well, actually, well, I do I do have a number three. Does Jack I have a list now? I do. Does Jack actually have a list now? I do have a list. Okay, here's what we're going to start doing. <laughs> we're going to go to Jack last, so when we when we say what the next one's going to be, he can make the list real so, quick. So That's a good idea. Think of. <laughs> okay, so, Jack, go ahead and go. Well, you know, in my number three, like, an indie game that I've played a lot of this year has actually been Zen Pinball 2. Ooh. Like, Zen... Like, Zen Pinball 2 is, like, a really fun experience, especially with, you know, you get all those various, like, little boards and stuff. You can you can go on to the PSN or Xbox Live Arcade or whatatever the game's available on and stuff and just buy little individual boards. Like, say, I got the Marvel Pinball, like, the Star Wars Pinball and stuff. I always have, like, a little mission while I go in there. I, I just try to last a little bit longer than, the, like, my previous, like, go with it. It's just something about, like, just virtual pinball that I'm just, like, really just addicted to, just, like, playing. But uh, mostly, it's just trying to uh, try to outdo like Smelly Pirate and stuff from uh, never you know, gonna yeah, happen. <laughs> I actually have beat him on a couple boards before. <laughs> yeah, but, you don't know, come back like, and like have like, like three hundred million on you. Oh no, shit! I mean, three hundred million. He's like, you haven't beat my score on this console, on okay. this platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm booting up Zen Pinball Two as we speak here. I'm just checking like the virtual leaderboard here. It's like he has. I swear to God, like at least a couple. God, at least a couple digits, like the double digits of millions or something like here with his like highest uh, fucking score. <laughs> yeah, just to kind of piggyback on on that, um, I love. I have. I have bought every single board in pinball. Uh, as in Damn. pinball FX two. <laughs> did you buy it from the FX? Did you buy actual individually, or did you use the humble bundles? Out of the no, I have it on my Xbox, so I didn't buy like the humble bundle. Which is gonna suck when I go to PS4 because I, I you can bring them over to your freaking PS your PS4 <laughs> and I bought them on my 360. Oh, what you do is like I think uh, they had a deal where you got a Zen Pim, or Marvel pinball for free. So I think you can bring that over if you have a if you want a game share later. That's we can do that. No, it's just but that game that is a that is a great game. I um, that didn't make my list. But uh, I can't argue that. Where I, I think I probably have forty dollars in, in tables bought easily on that, on that game. It's so great. Oh, I love that. See, I played that game and actually, in one, I stopped playing it because I went out and actually uh, found a real pinball table, yeah. a brick and mortar pinball table. Yeah, buddy. And I played that more. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I played brick and mortar pinball for the first time like in years, like a few weeks ago. Man, I really suck at brick and mortar pinball. But I am really? really, well, I'm not really good, but I'm pretty, pretty good at uh, at Zim Pinball. My like, favorite was the Adam's Family Pinball. That, that All right, was, now, we're, now we're starting to sound like the Boom Show. Let's yeah, we go. are. <laughs> I, I, I played the South Park one, which is pretty cool. So, uh, like, I played, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not and all that type of deal. But, all right, yeah, let's, nice. go, let's go. All right, so going on to, um, I guess, wait, did I skip? No, yeah, it's a knock. Yeah, you're sure number two. It's my number two now? Okay. So my yes. number two is Bastion. Okay. Uh, did you guys play this one at all? No, I have not. All right. I have it on PC, so this... but I haven't played it. Okay. So this one, it's uh, it's kind of a top-down uh, 
game where it's a, it's a platformer and like the world is like building around you and you have this this guy narrating your entire experience and he'll actually like talk about you can like do certain things in the game and he'll, he'll talk about it or like if you if you do like a new game plus so you re, you restart the new game like he'll talk about like you've already like basically like he'll make mentions about how you've done this before and it's kind of it's just kind of like great like the gameplay is great it's just it's it's great but it's nothing like special it's kind of if you played a platformer like it's a, with some fighting in it you played them you, you it's, it's more the same where it's just it's a platformer with a fight some fighting in it but just like the world and then like the story there's not a big story but the story is pretty great um i just love that it's just that style of it was just this the narrator narrating everything around you and like that was the story is him is him talking about what you're doing and then you're just trying the calamity and trying to say trying to save it and you can or you can destroy it and just that game oh man I want to go back and play that game again. That is a fantastic game. I I, I saw. It, I think it's cheap right now on Steam. I, I see it going on sale all the time for a couple bucks. If you don't have this game, I don't know why you're playing games. Like this is this is a fantastic. I game. don't have it. I don't know why you're playing games. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's one of those games like people. It's, you've heard of the Juno effect, right? Yeah. Everyone's talking about how good that game is. I don't want to play it because of that. My I, expectations are too high to play that now. I can understand that scaring you away from it, but I, I think I think you gotta at least try it out, or at least like play the demo or something, because that that is fantastic. Like if, if the game was longer, like it's only like four hours. If it was a little bit longer, I, I can I would honestly put that it would have make made my game of the generations, but it would have been in the honorable mentions for sure. So that um, that is my number two. Knuckles, what's your number two? My number two is Trials HD. Ooh, that was one of the ones I was thinking about. That was my top five. Didn't make my top three. Yeah, and um, the whole point of Trials is like the, the uh, like the title says is Trials. You just uh, you're playing a BMX or a motorbike uh, racer, just going through these maps, and the whole objective is there's no gas, there's nothing. You just gravity and angles and or physics is either your friend or your enemy because you the whole point of this is just get there as fast as you can if there's no in the first one i don't think there's any real multiplayer into it but you're just trying to beat your friends in the leaderboards yeah and this game is probably the funnest and most aggravating game i've ever yeah. played <laughs> agree and it's like it gets so hard to the point where you're just trying to land on a pixel mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like if you don't make that pixel right, you'll fuck up and you have to restart. Yeah, yeah. So, not real much to this game. It's just fun. You just don't try to die. I would try not to die, but I would say you don't really have to think about it when you play it, but you do. Yeah. Well, and it's just good. Well, like just kind of talk about um, they made they had the sequel Trials of Revolution. I think that came out last year. And yeah. um, that game was a little uh, was like because Trials HD like it was just it wasn't like a gradual in difficulty like you had the first couple like probably the first ten were pretty like ten tracks were like you could fly right through and then it was just like by trial like eleven you're like oh my god like pulling your hair out but Trials Evolution <laughs> yeah. was like a little, it was a little easier to jump into where like the first like probably yeah. fifteen if, if I was gonna buy one buy one of those games right now it would be Trials Evolution yeah like Trials Evolution like Trials like like the first 15 are just you can like you can just fly right through them 
but then like but it's like a gradual difficulty where like you can you like you go from flying through and that's a little hard and I gotta think about it a little bit and then like it's just like I couldn't even beat that one. I beat Trials HD eventually. Trials Evolution just gets crazy in the last like two uh, like probably the last I think there's, there's like like they're split up into five different like each world is like five tracks or something like that. I think that the last there's like fifteen tracks in each uh, area. Is that what it is? I I got like to the last like area and I couldn't even get to, like I couldn't beat it. I gave up on that game, but. I that one one of the ones like I said it made my top five but it didn't make it was it was close to the top three. Um, so going on to uh, Jackie Boy, what is your number one? Oh, my number one. Well, my number or one. number two. Well, Wait, number two. Did you, did you, oh, yeah. I thought you did number two. Well, number no. two. Obviously, number two. If I'm gonna be top in life for you know whatever downloadable indie stuff, I'm gonna go with uh, Journey. <laughs> Yeah, Journey is such an awesome game. Like, the full experience of it is just at least a couple of, what, it's like maybe, what, like three or four hours or so in length, but in that time, it fully articulates itself into a great overall experience to where, hey, you know what, if you play through that once and stuff, and you, like, uh, play with somebody you just don't randomly know thanks to its uh, seamless multiplayer, you know, then, hey, you know what, it's just, it's just an overall just great game. I mean, $20 price tag isn't really asking that much in exchange for, like, a great, like, single, like, multiplayer type of co-op experience that few, like, uh, games even, like, present itself in this day and age. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my number two. Very nice. So, uh, Knuckles, what is your number one? It should be your number one, because in order. Oh, I, I'm all screwed up with the order now. All right, <laughs> so we'll go, we'll go with my number one. Uh, my number one is uh, Walking Dead. Ooh, um, and this one was surprised. kind of hard because I, I thought about it. Because like technically, if you build off five of them together, it, it's kind of one game, and it, you can buy it at stores now. But it was the downloadable title first, so I went with that. But you guys, you, I've talked about already on the Game of Generation podcast. I believe it was number ten for me. Um, one of the probably one of the four, probably the easily top five stories for me in video game is ever. And I've played a lot of games. And this was one of the best stories where one of the ones where actually the last scene or one of the last scenes in the game, I was literally had tears coming out of my eyes because it was just it was so, I was heartbroken by what happened. And the game the game was just it was fantastic. Um, it's not I should say the game, but the story is fantastic. Cause it's not much of a game. Uh, it's kind of just wait like watch this until uh, it's a quick, tells you quick time event. The game, yeah, it's a point and click adventure. I guess you can say as well. Would be yeah, that would probably be the easiest explanation to. It. Um, but uh, Walking Dead season two just started today. Unfortunately, uh, well, not unfortunately. Bad, good news, and bad news. I can't. I don't have the money to buy it. Me because, either. <laughs> neither does Knuckles because we just bought PS4s. Yay! Yeah. Yep. So um, actually, like. Probably about forty-five minutes before the podcast, we started recording. Yep, and I and I, and I picked I, it up, and I bought mine twenty-four hours and forty-five minutes ago, uh, give or take. Uh, so pretty exciting stuff. Well, we'll hopefully have ours um, this weekend, and we can play it. We can game together on our during Christmas. Yeah, I've actually have a bet going on right now. Uh, you can actually uh, post in the on our group on our Facebook chat, or you can go to our forums, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds. Uh, dot proboards.com sign up and you can place a bet in the forums of which is going to get here faster my gamefly game or my ps4 i say <laughs> i say ps4 i say ps4 as well yeah i'm gonna to have to go with ps4 <laughs> you'll, you'll get your game uh january 22nd 
Oh no, see, that's <laughs> alright. I actually uh, got Payday 2 from Gamefly and like, they um, they actually sent it in like four days. I was actually excited. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. It's like, it's like six business days here where I live. But um, anyways, so that that is my number one. Knuckles, my darling, what is your number one? Well, this was actually number two in my Game of the Generations. Ooh. And like uh, Tyler or Ginger Boy said, uh, it's considered a physical disc now, but when I got it, it was a digital. Minecraft Xbox 360 edition. Mm, okay. And it's just like I said, my Games of the Generations, like, there's nothing to it. You just go into it. And the world is your Lego world. Yeah. You just go in, build whatever you want with your virtual Legos. Don't have to think about it. You do have to avoid monsters, but other than that, or you can play in peaceful mode, creative mode, where nothing can kill you, you can't die. You just go around, create your own uh, giant Pokeball or whatever you want. <laughs> All right, did you hear about this... Um... I just I, I just I didn't read the article uh, the entire article I just I just saw the headline somebody built a working 3D printer in, in Minecraft. <laughs> oh, <really>? Yeah, <laughs> that game. This is okay. This game right here is I I fucking surprising. I purposely That's messed avoid up, this game. I am purposely avoiding this game for like the last two years because hey, it just came out on the PS3 today as well. Yeah, it did. Um, uh, but I know it's going to be on the PS4 no. here soon. But I, I am fighting to avoid I'll pick this it up game. on the PS4. Yeah, because I, I know if I play this game, it, I'm done. Like, I bought this game, I the bought this game was... on the P- PC, the Xbox. I have it, the trial on my phone. <laughs> and I'm going to pick it up for the PS4. Man, I, I, if, if I get that game... Like, I'd probably put probably about... Fifty to fifty to sixty dollars in this game, and it's a twenty dollar title. But you're getting your money. You're getting your money though. Oh, I've gotten a lot of my money's worth. If you, if I've you, gotten your. I've, you haven't even bought the game, and I got your money's worth <laughs> out of it. Well, very okay. There you go. So I'm happy there. So he's getting my money's worth out of it. I don't know. That, that's one of those games though. If I, I'm afraid to play it because I, it's just too good for me to play. Because I want you, I want you to after we get done recording, go to Minecraft.net, download it with my. Download it with my profile, put about an hour into it on the, your laptop, and that's it. The, the show will never get edited. Let me tell you that right now. This, this, the show the, the show will end as we know it. Cause it <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, so, Jackie Boy, what's your number one? Well, let's see. My number one indie game is going to surprise some people, but uh, I'm going to say Guacamelee for the PS3. You know, PS3, PC, stuff like that. It just harkens back to the era when uh, I used to just really experiment with a lot of my gameplay and stuff for uh, the PlayStation, the Super Nintendo. And uh, the reason why I rate like Guacamelee so highly, even above Journey, even though I didn't even have Guacamelee even anywhere near my top like uh, ten games of the generation, is because the game mixes you didn't in. Think about it until just now. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, actually, I thought long, long and hard about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it mixed in all the all the elements that I really love: professional wrestling, Castlevania, like uh, Super Metroid type of exploring and stuff, like collecting of like uh, various items and like attacks and stuff to progress to a certain area. Sure, the game may be short, like maybe like about five, maybe five to seven hours in length, but. 
uh, in that time, I was able just to accomplish a whole lot of the side quests and stuff, really fall in love with a lot of the good characters and stuff, especially the main character, Juan and stuff. He dies, he comes back, he dons a luchador mask and just starts kicking the shit out of, out of like, um, like uh, Mexican skeletons and stuff. It's This is a lot of fun stuff to do inside that uh, guacamole. And some of my favorite parts about it is a lot of the grabs are just various like wrestling moves. Let's say like a suplex or like a German suplex or like body slams and stuff. Yeah, I really love playing that game. And uh yeah, this everything in that total package, the art style, the music, the gameplay, the characters, it just makes for that uh complete package where I would highly recommend anybody if they have like a PC or they have like a PS3 or even if they want to wait on the for like the PS4 or something like that. You got to you got to at least try out Guacamole cuz it's it, it beckons back to the classic Metroidvania style of gameplay and exploration. But just like with a new modern twist that says really enlightening and, in my honest opinion, does a lot better job than some other, like, uh, games that have elemented, you know, like, with that type of styling before. Say, like, uh, Shadow Complex and, like, other type of stuff. Okay. Very nice. Don't you dare just Shadow Complex stuff. Well, you know, I do, I do have some, right? It's the best Metroidvania uh... <laughs> copy ever made, besides Metroid and Castlevania. Oh, I disagree. I, I played that game for at least a couple hours when I had it in the 360, and I grew bored of it. I grew bored of you, Jack. Of the <laughs> so, yeah. And thus, that's how the podcast had ended. In a, in a, <laughs> uh, no, the podcast continues. You're just off of it. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going we're gonna to mix it up a little bit, get the video games talk, because we did more than just play video games this year. Uh, we're going to talk about our... We masturbated. <laughs> we did a lot... Well, Damn it, Knuckles. Not either. You just maybe almost in... spewed up a lot of what I'm eating. <laughs> in, be, in between video games and movies and, all, and masturbating, we, we, did, we did our stuff too, I guess. Not much, but we did some more. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and talk about our top three movies of 2013. Oh. So, uh... I'll start with me, number three. Okay, good. My number three is The Conjuring. And I know, really? Yes. That's your number three. Yes. And I know, uh, Knuckles, did, you watched this, didn't you? I did. What'd you think? I thought it was okay. Just, I didn't expect, uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting like something like towards um, paranormal activity meets uh, like that type of that type of ghost movie. Like the handheld camera, you mean? No, not oh, okay. the handheld camera. Like the actual like poltergeist. Oh, like, okay. It's a tough deal. I didn't expect the uh, demon. Like eight, yeah. I didn't expect uh, like eight fucking spirits fighting it out inside this one house. Yeah, it's a tough deal. Uh, again, the movies. See, here's my thing though: is I love like these kind of movies where it's like the ghost movies or the demons. Like, but... did you watch Mama? No, that that's what I want to watch. I know it's on Netflix. It's but it's on my. It's like actually on that Voodoo account. It is okay. I'll check that one out. Um, but I love these kind of movies. I like. I, I enjoyed the first Paranormal Activity and kind of the second one. Third one was more of a comedy, I thought, than a scary movie. But, yeah, I laughed. I laughed a lot more. And four. there's a fifth one coming out. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, it's like three months bad, too late. What is that's probably going to be a bad movie? Drinky drink. Yeah, that wait, it's coming out in January. It, like, yeah, you're a little late, but anyways, that that show needs the movie needs to go away. That franchise needs to go away for a little bit. It's like it's getting it's almost as bad as Saw at this point. Yeah, but, Saw, and then just see what uh, 
what was it, the Blair Witch Project did was it made one good movie, and then the fucking studio made the second movie, that and was, it bombed. Oh, that was an awful movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, they didn't make a second terrible movie. Yeah. That, oh, that was awful. The, the Blair Witch Project 2 was awful. But um, going back to Conjuring. Um, I, Where's the map, Josh? <laughs> I can't do it in the fucking river. <laughs> oh, man. That movie's fucking terrible. I hate that movie. But um, The first one or the second one? What? The first one was actually decent. Yeah, the first one was pretty decent. I, I remember that actually legitimately scared me a little bit at that, that time. I'm pretty sure if I went watch it now, though, it probably wouldn't hold, hold up as well. But um, it was, it just because I think the handheld camera, the handheld actually, camera thing has yeah. been done to death. Well, see, the, it was... I mean, you have to remember that this was, was done back that was in the first. Like, 90s. Yeah, that was the first first of its kind. Like, people were like... This is like for the internet. It was huge. And people were like, is this real? Did this really happen? So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was actually leaked on the internet, uh, like, months before it came out, and people went uh, went and saw it in the theaters because they enjoyed it on the internet. Wow. That's pretty crazy. But um, going back to The, the Conjuring, uh, I think one of the reasons why it's on this list is because I love these kind of movies, but finding a good one is really, really hard. Like, you, there's, like, ten of these every year, and I usually end up watching at least five of them, and they're pretty much all god-awful. So this one, it, it it was it was it was it actually scared me, which a lot of movies I don't, I don't get scared easily. Um, you said it scared you. Uh, which which part of it scared you? The whole fucking thing scared the crap out the of me. Whole <laughs> you kidding me? I I watched. I was sitting any there, part any part with that guy's wife in it scared the hell out. Well, of you me. know what I mean. Like some of the like all the scary scenes, like when they're doing that. So like the kids would play a game where like they would um like it was like a knock knock, like kind of a hide and seek, but they got like like. Like the kids would go hide, and like the person that's trying to find them, uh, they had a, like had the blindfold on, and everything like that, and like they got they got three knocks, so like yeah. knock, and then like okay, the, like so they're upstairs in this room, oh, they're, yeah. they're like oh they're over here, so I'll, I'll get a little closer. I'm like all right, knock again, and knock again, and there's just like this one scene where like you hear the you hear the knock, the and, mom, like, <laughs> the he, mom's playing. Uh... Yeah, she's playing knock, with her... knock with the fucking ghost. Yeah, she's playing with yeah, she thinks she's like. The, the ghost is knocking and she thinks it's her kid and it's just the whole the whole oh my god it's it's creepy but that, that that's one of the reasons I think it's just up there because I love that genre and finding a good one is hard to find what's this one um, yeah what was that movie um, it had Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it from Supernatural like early seasons of Supernatural oh the uh, the, the, uh, the Valentine My Bloody Valentine no oh Jeffrey Dean the, Morgan I'm th- oh um, you're thinking of that Jared Padlecki. Yeah, you talk, you're talking about the dad. Yeah, the dad. But uh, the guy that was like the main character in Losers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I saw that one. Oh, that movie's actually really fucking funny. Yeah, it's him and Chris Evans in it. But uh, I've seen the Losers. I just don't know which movie you're talking about now. Oh, damn. It's like... It's the one about his daughter like gets, finds his, like a box in a yard sale. And... Uh, the box starts slowly possessing the daughter. Hmm. It's, I don't know. I forgot what this is called. It was okay. I was like, I expected it to be better because he was in it. But Yeah, he's, he's not really done much since Supernatural, though. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, uh, Knuckles, what's your number three movie of the year? I had to actually um, uh, think about this for a while because uh, there was a lot of good movies that came out this year. And this play, it's not as good as the original, like, but if you're into Star Trek, like the old Star Trek, 
you know it wasn't that good to begin with. <laughs> and uh, so my my number three is Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay. Yeah, just I like the how they redid Khan and everything, and just, like just how they did it with the first one. Like they killed the original series. Like they just fucked totally fucked up. Yeah. The timeline. Yeah. And uh, into the. If they did the same thing with uh, Into Darkness. Oh god, excuse me. Ah, <laughs> uh, water. But uh, yeah, it's what they how they did with like Simon Pegg. I love I love him as Scotty. I know it's a terrible accent. Does a terrible accent, but it's Simon Pegg, man. It's some yeah Simon Pegg, <laughs> and uh, just. The whole feel like I don't really care for Chris Pine or what's it, whatever the fuck the guy plays. Uh, Mister No No Charisma, <laughs> No Charisma, <laughs> <laughs> the guy that tries to play William Shatner. But uh, yeah, I don't like him. But I forgot what the who's the guy that plays. Uh, he was in Heroes. He plays uh, Spock. Spock. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I love I love him and Spock uh, and. Trying to remember the guy that plays Khan. I hear his like name off the top of my head. Oh, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't, yeah, I don't no, know. I know but, I know who Khan is, I just I don't remember who. Yeah, it's just how they redid Khan and all that still. Go uh, check if you're in, if you were into the old Star Trek, uh, check out check this one out. It's actually pretty good. Okay. So and, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Forget what you're saying. No, I was just—I thought you were done, so I was gonna. Oh, uh, yeah, I was done. Oh, okay, okay. So, Jackie boy, what's your number three movie of the year? Well, you know what? I have a confession to make. I have not watched a single movie released in 2013. <laughs> I am wow. not joking. Why are we? Why are we not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, <laughs> good list. So, going to my number two. Um, I actually just watched this uh, a couple days ago. Kick-Ass 2. I did too. I didn't really care for it. What? Oh, man. this I, Okay, I love the first Kick-Ass. So, I did too. I just wanted more over-the-top craziness, and we got it. Um, with uh, What's that, What's the girl's name? Nan, what's her last name? Something Nance. It's just, she got three names. I don't remember her name. Anyways, but uh, the, the little girl in the movie, just her going around cussing, killing people, great. Oh, yeah, she's the best part of that movie. Jim Carrey was excellent in that movie. Stars and Stripes, Mr. St- uh, Captain Stars and Stripes. Oh my god. Colonel Stars and Stripes. Colonel, you're right, Colonel Stars and Stripes. Oh, I love that. This is the first this is the first good movie he's been in in years. And he's only he's only in it for like twenty minutes. He's yeah, great. I was like he's the play the What I didn't like about that is like he went on after that movie before the movie came out in theaters. He was like I cannot condone kick ass too and it was like, because it's too overly violent. I was like, okay, and then I watch it, and I was like, okay, okay, and pretty violent. I see him fucking punch. He's <laughs> like just straight up like eighteen elbows to the guy, then like punches him right, sh- punches him right through his chest. Yeah, and then <laughs> has his fucking German Shepherd gnawing the guy's balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this you know, it was, this is one actually. The, this is one of the best comic book movies I've seen since probably the Avengers. Um, but I don't. Know, I thought the the, the comedy was great. Um, you got McLovin again being the villain, and he's—I just love him. He's the villain. He's 
He's a, oh, it's, Call it, me the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so great. Like I, I, like comedies. Good comedies are hard to come by as well uh, nowadays. You get a lot of the same romantic comedies that you've seen over and over again. Um, and this one, this this one stood out. It's not a great one. Um, so let's go on to Knuckles. What's your number two? Real quick, it was like Kickass Two. Um, I could. I could have done without the girl going through puberty scenes. Yeah, I, I could have done. Yeah, it's like, it like okay, well that was kind of. The, the revenge was so sweet, though. Yeah, revenge was. But, so sweet. Uh, the revenge made right. it all worth it. Yeah, and how you thought that shark was dead, and it really was. Yeah, that whole part. Yeah, I saw it coming. That was still freaking funny. Yeah, but uh, speaking of uh, me loving. He is in my number two movie of the year. This is the end. Wow. Okay. Yes. Like, I, I've enjoyed this movie. I probably watched like eight times. Wow. Yes. Uh, the end joke wasn't that funny. It was awful, but yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> the rest of the movie had me laughing. Like the whole uh, James Franco, uh, Dan- Danny McBride. I with think the, is his with name. the magazine. Yeah, the whole jerking off scene. <laughs> Who's been jerking off my magazine? Oh, man. I'll jerk off wherever the fuck I want, Franco. <laughs> oh, my God. This uh, movie, that movie's great, yeah. Yeah, that movie's fucking hilarious. You should I'm just going to let you know right now, because that's my number one, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, oh, that movie, oh, man. Danny McBride makes that movie. I just like it when, uh, like... Everyone makes that movie, when they, when they talk except about, for... Uh, Except for even or what's the name? Um, God, who's in the movie with? Um, I thought Jay was okay. He's like Jay the, was. Yeah, he was probably the worst part of that movie. Yeah, he's like the but, main uh, character, unfortunately. God, what is it? It's like Seth Rogen. Uh, no, at the very beginning, at the party. Uh, oh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah stole that movie away. Oh, that, that was you great. Know, like, yeah, it was fucking uh, talking to the the guy from. Uh, Hot Rod, or what's make loving or whatnot? Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck, Frank? I've never done coke before." <laughs> oh man, he just like throws a like shit ton of cocaine into his face. Oh, it's so good. And he starts making that, try to make out with him. Uh, I want to go back and watch that movie again now. I think I'm going to watch that for you now. Yeah, until the show's over, I'm going to watch that again. Now that, that and, yeah, uh, that's definitely that was definitely my my movie there. And I will say. Um, initially it wasn't my movie of the year. Um, Silver Lining Playbook wasn't my movie of the year until I realized oh, it came out in 2012. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> that's not, that wasn't, I'm like, that, that, yeah. I, realize, I remember now you got that in like January. You got that for like Christmas. <laughs> no, I got it for my birthday in May. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it came out on DVD in May, but it came out in theaters like in November or December. Uh, but that is a, it, that's still a great movie. And whoever says it's not, you're wrong. So... <laughs> F you, who says that that's not. So, Knuckles, what's your number one? My number one stars uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Painting game? Washington. No. Oh, that's the cool. other one he was in with Denzel Washington. Oh, you? Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Two Guns. Really? It's, it's great. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Like, uh, God... Think of it as a cop buddy comedy, but the cops, but the cops are... One and men, yeah. like both betrayed. One betrayed by the Navy, and the other one betrayed by the FBI. And it starts off as them trying to betray each other. Yeah, 
yeah it's great like the comedy they do is excellent um just they play off of each other very well okay that's uh, that's definitely what i want to watch here soon you should check that you should actually it's on that video yeah i've seen it's on there i just haven't got a chance to watch it yet you watch that before you rewatch this at the end what you watch two guns before you rewatch this at the end oh i can't guarantee that but i'll try that movie's really good it's actually I think that's of all the movies I don't rewatch a lot of movies anymore um and I think This Is The End is one of the few ones I've rewatched in like the last 10 years by phone okay. yeah so that's, that's one of the reasons why it's number one it's good it's got, I rewatched it that Civil uh, Playbook like, I like you I, I don't watch I don't rewatch a lot of movies either yeah but like I said earlier This Is The End was one of the movies I've watched like 18 times yeah that's a great movie Alright, so we're going back into uh, video games here. Um, did you guys... Are you sure? Do you want to move into shows? Well, I figure we can just do a couple more games things and then go back to the show. Alright, alright. keep no splitting it up. Do we want to do the Wii game thing or do you want to just skip that one? Skip that because I, I don't have any Wii games. I don't have a Wii. Okay, that's fine. So we can go on to um, our three most disappointing games of this generation. This one's actually really easy for me. <laughs> this one was actually really tough for me. I had like five on my list. I wish I still had the piece of paper. I wrote down like all the ones that's disappointed. I wish I, I can't find the paper I had. But um, Fable 3 was was close to that. I'm, fuck that oh, game. was it Generation or Year? Gen- we're doing Generation. Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> 3 came out this year anyway. Oh, okay. The, that game's <laughs> freaking terrible. But um, so my number three... Uh, most disappointing. This isn't worst game. This is just disappointing. Um, so this is like games where like we built. There's a lot of hype around it, and just was just nowhere near that hype or the AAA title that was would be big and it just bombed. Um, my number three is Dragon Age Two. Knuckles. Are you, are you agreeing with me on this one here? I wouldn't call it a work most disappointing. Yeah, it is very... It's I number would, three. If I, if I had number five, if I had five, that would probably be my number four. Hmm, okay. No, this is my number three, though. It's just because it felt like... Because Dragon Age is... It's your number one, Knuckles. And you... Yeah. I was talking Dragon Age is my number one. I've, I even uh, 100%ed uh, Dra- uh, Dragon Age 2. Yeah, and I, I forced myself through like 40 hours of Dragon Age 2. Beat all the freaking things. All the freaking quests. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. I even played through some, some DLC. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. I can't explain it. I'm stupid. I don't get it. It's stupid. It's awful. <laughs> but um, well, when you're when you're broke, you spend sixty dollars on one game. <laughs> that's very true. Because th- yeah, it's like you tend to try to play that game as much as you can. Yeah, I remember actually I had like the week off when the, the game came out, so I played a lot. Of I had game. like the day or two off after, and I just grinded through that game. I think I just ended up having the week off and I just played a lot of it. But I get, oh god. No, so the game was just like Dragon Age was just one of the be- had one of the best right one of the best stories like the the decision making in the game where it wasn't just all, like all the stories were actually great yeah even like the oh maybe not the dwarf commoner but yeah but all the stories were actually really good yeah but um the the with Dragon Age the story like like it wasn't just like you had five decisions you can make someone asked you a question you had to answer it. Or respond to something. You had five options of things to say to, and it wasn't always just like cut and dry, good and bad. Like some of them, like you didn't have a choice. Like you had to make a, a tough decision in it that was going to drastically change your game. Or it's just like the level, like the the characters in the game were great. 
you you know you can you can you built like you had great conversations with them you could make friendships with them and you liked almost or all the people in there were likable or you were interested or at least interesting characters and all the world all the all the different dungeons and everything were completely different the good thing i can't say about dragon age 2 is i thought the gameplay was much much better it's much more fast-paced where sometimes dragon age was kind of just like hit a to win it felt like wow for me it was it was essentially it was wow's gameplay where you just hit a you hit him he me hits back the character automatically attacked and you hit your special move and yeah it was just so back to attacking and, but you did it for like 50 hours and it was just extraordinarily it got, it got boring sometimes well see uh well, the thing about the first dragon age is like there's actually a wide range of uh enemies like there's yeah humans, there was dark spawn then there was a yeah like, orcs natural, and then you had like these natural like bears spiders and all that yeah in dragon age 2 you had humans that attacked you like in 18 groups at night yeah you had giant spiders if you were in a cave and then you had uh orcs skeletons oh, yeah, and skeletons. then you had uh the dark spawn yeah like, it was dark spawn yeah weren't very but no and it's like this there was like 20 different dungeons to go into and they were literally the exact like there was three different like like layouts it was like five variations yeah it. and it was the exact same layout same three or four different layouts every single time the game was so lazily put together it was a cash grab by ea and maybe bioware but it was just like the game was just like it felt like it came out a year and it came out a little over a year like 2010 yeah i think it came it was like march 2010 and then the dragon age one came out in like october 2008 so they had maybe about a year to put this game together and it felt like it was just rushed and they just didn't have time no it came out in 2011 march 2011 was it march so they yeah, had then uh, dragon age origins came out in september of 09 oh okay so they so but yeah so they basically had like a year and it just felt like this game was just not nowhere near done it, it just felt like it was right like i said the gameplay is a lot better but the game was, just, it just felt like, I felt like I was screwed on my money. Like, they just put something together to get some money real quick to build something yeah, else. Yeah, I didn't care about Hawk or any of The characters people. sucked. The layout was boring and repetitive. Like, which, out of all the characters in Dragon Age, what would probably be your favorite? I don't know, because I, I have, like, forced myself to forget about pretty much. What did you, right, you think of Anders coming back from I, Awakening? I enjoyed Anders coming back. Um, I thought that was pretty cool to bring, because like, it kind of did, like, um, it would mention some things that you like. It let you bring in your story from Dragon Age, but it made very few references. It, to cha- it. it changed the history. Like it, it was your basically your what you did in Dragon Age was history in Dragon okay. Age. Okay, all right, but like they, they did have Anders in it, who was one of the characters in one of the DLC packs, and that was kind of cool. Um, but overall, I just thought that game was just like for me. I think my, my since I had a female human. Like in Dragon Age, yeah. uh, I actually uh, made the choice where I saved, I saved, uh, I didn't die at the end, but also I married Alistair. Uh-huh. So uh, I basically was the queen of Ferelden and the hero of uh, Amaranthine. Okay, that's cool. And when you meet Alistair in, the, in Act 3, I think... Yeah. It's like he talks, he, from my way he's talking about, it's like, oh, I guess I have to get back to the ball and chain. And he's like, you know the what, the missus hates it when you call her that. It's like, uh, she may have killed a, uh, God, what was it? She may have killed like a demigod, but <laughs> she still doesn't scare me. It's like, okay, um, you, you tell that to her to her face. It's like, 
just the that was probably one of my favorite lines. It was like, oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, just make uh, a little minor references to something you did. Yeah, it was like, like I killed the archdemon and then fucking married Alistair and then had like eight affairs after that. Very nice. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> All right. That was, yeah, that, that little scene though was probably my favorite part of Dragon Age too. Yeah, which is sad. That, but that entire fucking game sucks. Um, so uh, number three for Knuckles, what is it? Oh, as a huge fan of this franchise, and I even owned the quadrology, quadrilogy at one point, the Aliens Colonial Marines. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, I, I got I've rented chills. This, luckily, I only rented this game, and thank God I did. Like, I played it once, probably got about three levels in. It's like, all right, I can do this. Win the multiplayer. Played three matches, like, oh, fuck this game. It's like, <laughs> the game itself was like, epitome of terrible. If you can pick up the worst movie, in, which is probably uh, Aliens, uh, Aliens 4, maybe, was the worst one of the four. Mm-hmm. Not including uh, AVP and AVP 2, those were shit, yeah. shit turds. Uh, uh, what was it? Resurrection? Alien Resurrection? was probably about a hundred times better than this piece of shit game. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the god... Ugh, it's terrible. Which is so bad that the Alien vs. Predator game for the 360 is more enjoyable oh. than playing that. Yeah, that game that game had a lot of buzz around that. Gearbox, who made Borderlands, was... Yes. Was actually, like, I, I was actually... Uh, I was actually at PAX East 2012 when they were showing this game off. To press, like so, I couldn't get a chance to play it because if I did, I would have uh, saved my money and rent from renting it. <laughs> uh, and it's like the, they had this huge fucking statue of the guy in the carrier or the lifter or whatever, mm-hmm. like hold, trying to fight off an alien attack. You get your t- picture taken in it, and I was like, that looks so cool, but the game was so terrible. That was probably the best part of it. <laughs> getting a picture taken in a fucking mech suit nice okay so um uh Jack what's your number three most disappointing game of the generation Tekken 6 well hmm. I'm a big fighting fan obviously if you've ever checked my achievements or any type of like games that uh I generally love to play I'm all about playing fighting games Tekken 3 I think is one of the best fighting games that I've personally have played like say like back on the Playstation it's up there with like with Street Fighter 2 and everything else, like big old fighting game related stuff. But uh, Tekken 6, the reason why I call it like one of my three most disappointing games of the generation is because of the freaking story mode itself. I mean, yes, it does have classical, like it does have a great gameplay mechanic with its fighting system and stuff. It's very much improved from uh, Tekken 5, but uh, well, Tekken 5, 4, whatever. But uh, the reason why I just can't grasp my head around like what decision made like what decision went into making this stupid archaic like story mode where you basically it just basically acts like a, a generic fighter right where you're just going just beating up a couple thugs and stuff like that progressively not even like not even like a side scroll like left to right really we're talking about, like a generic like 3d like beat em up to where it just goes from that you have to collect certain items you got to uh 
you maybe like fight a couple rounds or something like that. You at one point control a huge ass mech and stuff where you got to destroy a bunch of stuff. But uh, well, that's the thing. It's it was just generally disappointing, like because there are other great fighting games that I have played that actually have had pretty damn great story modes, like Persona Four Golden. Even Street Fighter Four had a better fucking story arcade <laughs> mode than friggin' Tekken Six. But, uh, let's see, online things, oh, the online wasn't so bad, I mean, there was plenty of, there was plenty of lag, considering that uh, a lot of the players I would play against, say, they'd have, like, wired connections, I'd have wireless, but, but, uh, I just felt disappointed, even though I did get 1,000 out of 1,000 for the achievement, I actually slaved myself through and had to endure the most hellacious fucking boss battle I think I've ever played in the video game with this, uh, Fighting on a damn train against Devil Gene. Let me tell you something. If you have stiff-ass controls where your only means of attack are try to, say, try to freaking front flip, kick some random, like, flying demon off of a damn train, oh, man, just the whole experience just really just, just drives me down a couple pegs. Because the guy had, like, a couple of life bars. So the only way I could beat him is by actually shoving him off the goddamn train. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's number yeah. three. <laughs> okay. So, um, my number two uh, most disappointing game of this generation is Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much, like, the gameplay is, if you enjoy the gameplay of the Assassin's, other Assassin's Creed, you're going to enjoy this too. And they did bring See, in... My favorite part of the Assassin's Creed franchise, real quick, is uh, the scenery. You can't really get much scenery in uh, 1700 uh, America. Yeah, no. th- that's one of my one of my complaints with the game is like Italy and like Rome and like the other assassins with the Assassin's Creed and the places they were in, it fit well because like all of like the houses and all the places were attached together, so you can just like run all like, across rooftops or jump across like that was actually the place was set up. In this one, it tried to follow the same thing where it, it, it was built just like Boston was in seventeen in the 1760s and stuff like that. But the problem was is that the houses were 10, 15 feet apart from each other. So you couldn't just, it wasn't like a smooth <laughs> running thing. Or like You had to like run, they had to leap really, really far and maybe reach it. And that, and just like, there was like four towns and then there was like this freaking 50 miles of forest with nothing in it. But maybe you, could, you can hunt a little like bit. Like eight, eight, uh, Eight uh, revolutionary soldiers and trees and maybe a yeah, eagle were, and probably about five. Bears. You can hunt and there were some like little like minor like little side stories you could do like you you built a town in there like a little town not really a town but you found people and you helped them out and they would kind of join you and you kind of build like this little tiny group of people and you could do yeah. little side story fetch quests for them which were pretty boring. Um, and the character, um, I already remember his name now because it's so fucking awful. Connor. Connor, thank you. Um, <laughs> he is like, he is like the Anakin Skywalker of the freaking... It's An- funny, I hate, I hate, uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I know every character's name. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, there's, uh, there's four. Well, let's not forget also about, like, the introductory thing of that entire, like, Assassin's Creed 3. If it wasn't for that goddamn beginning, the intro thing with, uh, controlling Connor's dad and stuff like oh that. God. I didn't even, I didn't even get... To the part where Connor's an adult, because I was so goddamn bored by the time I finished that part, then finish yeah, a little bit. I never even made it got to Connor. Okay, yeah, Connor. well, let's get, like, I understand what, what they were trying to do with the Ubisoft and the developer trying to do. It's like, a lot of people were, this is like the first jump into Assassin's Creed. So they want to make a nice long tutorial for those people. Because there was four, there was four games before that, and... 
But for the people that played that, like, were fans of this series and this, and this IP, we already know what to do. Like, it, just make it two-hour tutorial, let me go. This one, the entire time you're Connor's dad, it's like five hours. It's a tutorial. And then, then like, you go and then, like, you end up being your, uh, uh, Connor as, like, a, it's like a teenager, like, 13, 14. And that's a whole other hour and a half tutorial. Now you can learn all this other stuff. And then you become a Connor as an adult. And now there's another hour of tutorial. Like, the first, like, eight hours of the game is a freaking tutorial. And it's just, like, you're, it treats us like you're an idiot. And then, like, the last half, and then there's, like, the last half of the game. And just the whole freaking game, it was just boring. The, there wasn't, there was just these little, the, the towns were just little tiny towns. The the story was, was eh. Like, it's just, oh, man. that I was so hyped for that game. Like, I like, I almost didn't buy Assassin's I wasn't planning on buying Assassin's Creed 4. Up, and I didn't buy it until, like, I, I didn't decide to buy it until, like, three days before the thing came out. Dude, dude, and, you're talking about hype, man. I mean, I was hyped for that game as well because I kept getting, like, uh, I would get my covers, like, say, for magazines and stuff for Game Informer, see this bitchin', like, art thing for, like, Connor and stuff, like, did like that. I purposely... Have that tomahawk. Yeah, purposely yeah. had that tomahawk and stuff like that, but uh, I skipped, like, the last couple of, like, Assassin's Creed games because I was... After Assassin's Creed 2, you know, I just wanted just to uh, wait a while because they were doing the side quest thing just to... Uh, tie up Ezio's storyline so I can dive into, like, Assassin's Creed 3. Saw that, jumped in, hated it. Now I'm just, like, questioning, okay, should I get into Assassin's Creed 4? Should I not? From all I've been hearing, I will eventually, but... <laughs> I'll say for the way I figure is, like, uh, I, I played Assassin's Creed 1. I was like, didn't care for it. Fool me once, shame on me. I didn't really stop. Didn't play Assassin's Creed two for. It's actually fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Yeah, fool. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it is. (laughs) I I don't know. I've been drinking. Sorry. Uh, played. Didn't play any of the Ezio story for a long amount of time. And then Assassin's Creed three, like the trailers looked good and everything. Like the gameplay looked good. Okay, then I jump. I actually decided, it's like, okay, I've been against Assassin's Creed for the longest amount of time. I'm going to jump in this, into this one, see if I like it. Wrong. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm not even going to bother with 4, because it looks the same. Like, it looks great, just like Assassin's Creed 3 did. Well, but, well, the good thing I can say about Assassin's Creed 3 was, they introduced, like, the ship battles and everything like that. And that was what everybody said universally was, like, this was the only good part of that game. And I'm glad with said like I said before, Assassin's Creed 4 took that and made the entire game out of it, and that's why I love that game. Um, like I said, it's, it's it's fantastic. Well, go on. I like I like the pirate aspect real quick. Yeah. Uh, I like the pirate aspect, but like I said about it being like 1770 fucking uh, in uh, Boston. America. Yeah. Boston. Where there's nothing really good, I can't imagine playing Assassin's Creed in the open ocean. Yeah, it actually, sounds pretty cool. Actually, <laughs> it is actually. It, I was concerned that was one of my concerns too about it, but I, th- I think they do a pretty good job with it. Where there's always stuff going on in the world, um, and it's actually pretty fun. It's not boring like the, the the forest is in Assassin's Creed Three, where there's just nothing going on really. But this one, there's a lot of ship battles you can do. Uh, this. Really, like, just if you're just sailing through the open seas, your crew will start singing songs. And I don't know why, Shitties. but I love it. Yeah, they just still... And you can, like, find, like, you can, like, find notes, like, around, like, just, like, hidden notes around the town. And it's, like, a new song. And they'll sing that new song now. And it's, wow. And 
it, that doesn't that doesn't seem fun to me. It's just, it's it's weird because it's just like I think it's just if you like the aspect if you just like if you're just kind of playing the game and you're in the game and it's just kind of cool like you kind of feel like a pirate because like you're sailing the, you're sailing the boat yo and, and then you got yo, the guys singing and it's just great I don't know like then like you uh, got the pirate battles you can always die for buried treasure um, I just I, that game was fantastic and I think that's a yeah. big upgrade if they can keep that momentum going with wherever the next one is. Uh, Assassin's Creed's got a long, it's got a good, healthy life going for it. Um, but we're going to Knuckles, uh, number two most disappointing game of the generation. Hey, Anya! Gears of War Judgment. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> wow, uh, I mean... I was a huge fan of, like, Baird, and, like, so when I heard, uh, Baird's gonna have his own game, and he's gonna be in the control of his squad... It was like that's that's gonna be up my alley. I'm gonna enjoy this game. Holy <laughs> duck fuckers! I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is gonna be my fu- this is gonna be my game forever until whatever else comes out later in the year. Um, there's a judgment. Like the idea, hated the concept. Hated what they did with it. You're on trial throughout the entire fucking game. And you have to play back. The gameplay is the flashback, like. You tell them the story. Yeah. What? It's yeah. actually, dude, I, dude. I kind of like it. it. It's it's kind of cool from the aspect where like you can I mean it's it's a it's something that's been a hundred times before in movies and stuff. But like yeah, I know. Yeah, like you just replay, like you explain it to them, and then you just play through the game as you tell them the story. You know what's kind of funny? You know what that also kind of like, reminds me of the, <laughs> from what real quick. Okay, go ahead. Well, go ahead. okay, I'll just make this a little quick blurb. You know what else kind of had that same type of uh, campaign scenario? Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> That's oh, very dude, true. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, you're out. Yeah. Up until that last mission or two. And, uh, well, for Gears of Judgment, they kind of fucked up the story, like the plot, the overall story to the game, to the series. Because, uh, technically at that point of the war between the locusts and the humans and I can't believe I'm actually getting into the <laughs> backstory to Gears of War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but uh they didn't know that the the locusts actually couldn't uh come in through sea. They didn't have their own ships. And like there's this whole part where you have to defend the beach like they're fucking like while they're invading Normandy. Yeah, that's basically it's basically a, a Normandy uh copy. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then, uh, and then, uh, like, there's a whole other plot elements that fucked the story up. And I was like, okay, so apparently I saved Marcus Phoenix once. And, uh, then I launched Nuke. Yeah. It was like, like, your orders were to, like, uh, abandon, uh, what is it, Omega or some shit? Yeah, but you blow it up instead. Yeah, it was like, well, uh, Omega is the team that was about to get overran. Okay, that's right. And you had to provide support for them, which you were told to abandon them. Yeah. And it was like, so apparently uh, Marcus Phoenix and his team were supposed to die. And uh, Barrett saved them and didn't even, like, later on in the story, was like, okay, I, I saved your ass. Well done, bitch. No comment l- later in the game. But, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, and the aftermath thing about like when Gears of Aftermath, that little chapter that's supposed to take place when uh, Baird and Cole are looking for a ship. Yeah. Uh, he meets up with his old comrade. Yeah, he doesn't tell uh, 
he doesn't tell Hoffman or anything, uh, like, once about his old buddies. Like, supposedly someone, his, one of his old squad mates was taken, and he doesn't even care in lettering Gears <laughs> of War 3. I don't know. That's, that's just me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I really enjoyed Gears of War Judgment, but, I mean, I played Gears of War for, maybe because it's just kind of a fun shoot up game for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you really what the point. I, I kind of I know the point of the story, but like the overall point of it, but I couldn't go into detail about it. But no, I, I enjoyed the game. Um, I'm upset. I wish I would have bought it, but I would I would I enjoyed it. I would enjoyed it more as a rental for sure. Um, oh, me too. But yeah, like like, like we've said oh, before shit. on the show, we me Knuckles a couple other guys played it all through all together one night in one sitting, and then never touched it again after that. Um, <laughs> But, uh, well, they took away horde mode, which was probably the best part about it. Yeah, they did take away horde mode. Yeah, that was kind of silly. But um, so let's go on to uh, Jack. What's your number two most disappointing game of the generation? Well, you know what? Speaking of long tutorials in the game, my number two disappointing game of this generation is Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see what your number one is now. Holy crap! <laughs> well, was your number right, real quick? Was your number one uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen uh, times two? Ginger Boy. No, I've never played Final Fantasy Thirteen. Okay. Well, I, just feel like, yeah, I, just feel, I know people hate that game a lot, so... Well, you know what? I was one of those guys that I played through it initially, and I didn't really hate it. I thought it was it was okay, you know? And I, you know, once, like, in the old sarcastic gamer forms and stuff, I thought, oh, you know what? It's not so bad, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. But After the 30 hours. Yeah, that was, like, 30 hours and stuff, but uh, I then went back and actually uh, completed the whole paradigm like a spear, like like spear grid or whatever the hell it was with each class. So I really? <laughs> essentially you maxed did that shit. Yeah, because that shit was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I know, I know, and I actually completed that. <laughs> I have a friend yeah, of mine who actually got the platinum for that game. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, the reason why Final Fantasy Thirteen is my number two disappointing game, it's there's a lot of reasons why. Obviously, I mean. The story mode, in I mean, the story in general, you know, it's it's just kind of bland, in my honest opinion. Okay, you're a foul C, you're freaking the chosen type of things that are doing this and doing that type of shit, obviously. But uh, the thing is, the first, like, ten, no, the first, like, about, what, ten, twelve chapters? God, I'm even starting to lose track. Was uh, basically... So basically, the first, uh, for me, is like, the first three did the... The first three discs. The three discs. <laughs> the three discs that you have. It's like up to the first part of that last disc. Well, fortunately, I didn't have the switch between discs since I was playing the PS3, but uh, I went I went through like 12 chapters before the world, the overworld and stuff initially opened up where I can actually do random side quests and stuff like that. But it's the all the chapters leading up to that was just basic tutorial stuff like hand holding type of shit. Linear, okay, go from point A, point B, beat this random boss, endure this cutscene where this whiny emo fucking kid lost his mother and I, somehow I can't do stand, that. I cannot stand that fucking kid and he blames Snow, which Snow tried to fucking save the Earth. Which is which is fucking utterly ridiculous because you know what? In that situation and stuff, Snow like just basically loses grip with his with uh, the, the boy's mother, so I don't understand the whole concept. Oh, you let my mom die. Oh, look, I'm going through puberty. I'm going to do squeaking fits. Anyway, with... After, like, the I'm going to go chat, buy this game now. Wow. <laughs> this game sounds awesome. You can pick it up for, like, $3 at GameStop. Or 15 at Walmart if you really want to buy it new. But, uh... 
the gameplay, the actual gameplay type of mechanic, though simplified and may not have been the perfect choice and stuff for people who really into, really like the old school type of like uh, like oh, active like time battle system from the old Final Fantasy games. This is just basically I, the thing I hate about Final Fantasy Thirteen. Actually, surprisingly, what the tutorial okay part. It was the part where the boss can, like, continuously attack you, but you have to, like, time your attacks, like, X, X, B, Y, or triangle. And, like, your attacks had to recharge while the opponents didn't. Wait, no, I... So, while you're, while you're attacking, he's attacking, but you have to recharge, he doesn't, so you keep getting attacked. Yeah, that's basically what a lot of the act, that ATB battle system was. I mean, yeah, you basically did an attack, you had to wait for it to recharge, but uh, the thing about the gameplay, which I kind of liked, was you got to like, switch between a couple different paradigms, like say, like, uh, saboteur, like a defensive thing, or like mage, or cleric, <laughs> or like uh, commando, or stuff like that. That was actually kind of the best part, I thought, of Final Fantasy XIII. But the overall package of like the story mode not really culminating into like a climax and oh my god the final boss yeah. the, the final boss <laughs> the final boss of this game i think is just it's just really just stupid because he basically like transforms from like a like some sort of like a cult type of leader type of uh religious figure and evolves into some sort of crazy ass like uh like picasso like painting and stuff where he's like Oh, so you're playing Don't Make Cry 4. <laughs> well, you know what? That is an honorable mention there. Because <laughs> I didn't like that game either. But, uh... But, long story short... Linear gameplay. Not very many explorable towns, which, you know what? That's a fucking, like, uh, loss right there. Because that's one of the better parts about the, the older Final Fantasy games. You go to towns, you collect certain items, certain inventories, you have some random battles here and there. You actually had a choice whether or not you wanted to go and progress, level grinding and stuff. In Final Fantasy thirteen, it's not until chapter thirteen, which is like about fucking like ten or twelve hours or so into oh, the it's game. More than that. Oh yeah, it's more than that. I'm I spent like twelve hours and I only got to like chapter eight eight. Oh god. The second disc. Well you know what? It probably must have been a lot longer for for me as well, because <laughs> when I first initially finished my playthrough, I had like about 40, like uh, 42, 43 hours or so. The shit that pissed me off about that is like, okay, uh, Acts 1, 2, and 3 were short, Acts 4 was long, Act 5, very fucking long, Act 6, short, <laughs> Act 7, uh, medium length. Act 8, it's like there's no consistency at all. Also, also I want a little, the whole like summoning and stuff for like the various creatures, there was no really freaking any point at all to that. I mean, yeah. Oh, you didn't want to summon Odin? Well, that's the thing, I summon Odin. I summon a lot of the, the things though, but when you actually get into like the random like the boss battles towards the end of the game, they didn't really, really matter all that much at all, you know? All you have to... Oh yeah, it's like you have to like the boss like in like chapter 9 your, your fucking uh, summon <laughs> didn't ma help at all no no <laughs> no we didn't <laughs> it was like I'm finding a giant fucking airship Odin what are you fucking gonna do oh you're gonna shock them and overcharge their processor okay well, that's the this thing sounds, I, this sounds awful I know yeah, let's move on let's move on cause I'm about like oh man that's, that sounds awful 30 hours of tutorial. No, thank you for 8 hours. Okay. Uh, 
That's why a lot well, of the guys in the old SG forums hated that game so much. <laughs> that's why everybody I think hates that game. Um, go on, Doug. Let's, let's go on um, to my number one most disappointing game of the generation. You you guys know what it is, don't you? Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 6. I, I think we have talked about it every <laughs> single show, if not most of them. About every my, other show. Yeah. Every other show, yeah. Uh, I don't really talk about it anymore. Um, that game fucking sucks. Uh, fuck that game. Just like this podcast, there is no consistencies with Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that game. Long, short, long, short, medium, long, long, <laughs> short. Um, so yeah, you guys, so I don't need to talk about it anymore. I probably spent two hours already talking about it combined. So, uh, we'll go ahead and go on to a Knuckles. What's your number one? What's your most disappointing game of this generation? I want to hear this. Sadly, and this is very fucking sad for me because I enjoyed all the previous versions of of it. Saint Row 4. What? Really? Okay. Wow, I want to hear this. this. I want to hear about this. Go on. Like, uh, I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be as good as Saint Row 3, and definitely not as good as Saint Row 2. But, um,. Like, cause I knew, uh, it was just gonna be, like, the same engine, cause, uh, THQ went out of business, and Deep Silver had to pick up Volition to get this game out. And, uh, the game itself was, uh, expanded on a DLC for Sanctuary 3, called, uh, which they actually even released it for the Sanctuary 4, it's called, uh, Enter the Dominatrix. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so overall the game I thought was okay, but... Once you got into the real world, uh, or once you got into the virtual world, you became fucking Neo. Yeah, it was essentially Matrix. Yeah, which who, which is fun. It's like, you got all these superpowers. The part I hated about the game was, uh, uh, like, first off, I'm going to go into the part I like real quick. Uh, the opening scene where you're taking down uh, that, the bad guy from Central 3. Yeah, that part was great. That turned terrorist and then started playing, you jump on the missile and it's like, he starts playing Aerosmith and everyone sends off the throw up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know you were this cool if I didn't, uh, if I knew that, if I knew that you were willing to make sacrifice for your team, I wouldn't have tried to kill you <laughs> over and over again. Um, yeah, and just that part where he just falls into the White House. I thought that was great. But, uh, what I didn't like is, like, they introduced this collectible system like they had in all the other ones. Crackdown. About... <clears throat> yeah, Crackdown. It had the Crackdown effect. But, um, what, you know, what other Saints Row games had them where you collect blow-up dolls and all that. That was fun. That was funny. But what they did in this game, you had to collect data clusters. And... It was to the point where it's OCD. If you didn't have OCD, this game put OCD in you. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. Uh, there was like fifteen hundred data clusters. I think it was twelve hundred. Oh my was, god! It, no, it was like fifteen hundred. I, I collected I can't them all. It was awful. I collected them all. I got like eight hundred and something. It was ridiculous. Well, what I did was uh, okay. I didn't even care about the games. Like once I saw these like clusters, like okay, these things are used to level up your superpowers. Fuck. <laughs> Not only did they put this mean collectibles in it, they made them actually mean something. Oh. Which is why I used the crackdown effect. Yeah, well, with me, though, I actually, the reason I stopped collecting them is when I realized that only, like, four of the five of the powers out of the ten were actually really worth anything. 
So once I power those ones all the way up, I just stop collecting them. Well, I was also an achievement, I'm an achievement horse, so there's an achievement for collecting all of them. That's and very then, true. And if, once you collect all the powers you get, or once you collect all the clusters, you max out your abilities, which also gave you more achievements <laughs> you had to collect. So not collecting those clusters, like, left you out on, like, ten achievements. Okay. But, uh, yeah, just collecting that, it's like, I got so sidetracked by collecting all those clusters actually lost interest in the main story. <laughs> Spoiler alert, even though I I love this part of the game, uh, Johnny Gat got abducted by aliens in Saints Row 3. That's the reason why, yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was like, because, like, he abducted them right before Johnny died in the plane crash in Saints Row 3. <laughs> yeah. Because he thought, he thought Gat was the one that's going to be able to take him down. Yeah. So if they're going to die, he, like, he, he kidnaps him. Makes sense. Yeah. No, that sounds right. awesome. Actually, I mean, I can. It was. I'll admit, Saints Row Four was a little disappointing, but I still like, really some of the comedy in it was great. It was still, yeah, yeah. I still enjoyed the story overall. Um, um, I didn't like how they blew up Earth. So it's like, okay, so you're gonna have to take over an alien nation to make Saints Row Five. Yeah, I I think Saints Row is gonna be gone for a little. Like, I don't think it's dead, but I think it's gonna be gone for a little while. Yeah, but it has. I, I'll admit that I mean it didn't live up to the hype, but I was still it was just it was just a fun uh, pick up play, do all kinds of crazy stuff game. But the, one of the issues I had with it was it just you became overpowered like you can like over, extremely overpowered like there was, the first there three was hours. Cars in that game where you can park your cars in a garage like you could in other Saints Row games, but the your speed. Starting off was faster than yeah. All the there cars was no in point game. in driving. The only reason you drive in that game is if you had to do it in a mission. Was if you had to a mission, or you were listening to you and Pierce sing a song that got interrupted by the alien overlord, which was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Yeah, what was it? No, nobody fucks with. Uh, oh my god, what is that song? <sighs> it's like they're I don't know, but it was fucking hilarious. Was, oh god, what well, is his uh, name? I'm googling it. That's gonna bug the shit out of me if I don't. It's like no one fucks with. Uh, you some sh- you got what I need. <laughs> oh, Biz Marquis, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, that was, was like, like nobody no fucks our Big Mark. Yeah, he just oh, that was he turns into like an opera song. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I, I really enjoyed the game. Still, I mean I think I got my money's worth out of it. Um, but I can I can see why at this point I wouldn't put it. I, I think there's I grinded through that game uh, like in. Two days, so that probably uh, didn't help. Oh uh, yeah, you play games. You, you you get you play games like way more than I do sometimes. Like like that, we would sit there and play games. Well, so crazy. Uh, I have uh, four days off out of the week, and like I have to go to school two of those days for four hours apiece. That's true. I get I get one day off. So when there is some game like that, like yeah. I actually miss it because I don't go back to school till January the sixteenth. You poor thing. Yeah, I was like, so I'm not only my, losing my pit money that could be working. Like, I have nothing to do in between. I was like, <laughs> you have a oh, PS4 God. now. No, I don't, because it had to be shipped. Okay, but you'll have one here. Like, <laughs> and I'll have no games for it. So it's Resogun. Gun. In contrast. Oh, I have Resogun and DC Universe Online. In contrast. <laughs> in contrast. You'll have three games. Resogun's fantastic. Don't you diss Resogun. But, um, no, uh, that was, that's pretty surprising. I can get Peggle. No, Peggle, I think, is uh, is on Xbox only. Well, see, it's, the way I see it is uh, Saints Row 4, I didn't hate it, but it was actually just, 
disappointing that didn't live up to Saints Row 3. Yeah, because, I mean, but Saints Row 3 set a standard. Like, that was – we've never seen a game like that before. Like, we've seen games try it, but – so, like, they did everything great. Where The game was yeah, fun. Which I figured more of that would have been great, but – Yeah, I mean, it was it was the exact same city, the same layout. Nothing nothing to change, but I don't know. I, I, I meant, like I said before, I, oh, it did a little – Keith David played Keith David as vice president. I thought it was great, and he's like, then he uh, brought up, he's like, you sound like uh, whatever his name was. Like, I enjoyed all that shit. Yeah. But... No, so, but, I mean, I, I disagree. I, I can understand why it's disappointing, but I disagree with it being number one. Um, but, we're going to uh, Jackie Boy, what's your most disappointing game of this generation? Metroid Other M. Ooh. Metroid Other M is a game that had a lot of promise going inside of it. It was going to be co-like developed by Team Ninja and also Nintendo. I would not want to play a game developed by Team Ninja. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was the first problem. I know that goes into the point and and actually. <laughs> and, okay, no, my God, <laughs> fuck that game. A posted Agaki Team Ninja. That's not very good. <laughs> but no, uh, oh, Team Ninja makes great games. It's just they're fucking hard as hell. Yeah. Unless you want to go into Ninja Gaiden three for like the freaking. Yeah, uh, well, you know, a couple of years ago. But anyway, Metroid Other M starts out pretty much like, uh, it It promises to be like this sort of like big old action game. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to play like classic Metroid and stuff. We're going to add more action to it. We're going to involve this stupid Japanese storyline of a story and stuff where, oh, man, a lot, of the, a lot of the story things don't make sense, obvious, honestly, in my honest opinion. But uh, it's basically your... On the space station, just trying to investigate what's taking out these random, like, uh, space marines or something like that on this uh, supposed, like, why they're getting killed off and stuff. And apparently, like, you're you're supposed to be, like, some sort of underling or something to, like, uh, this particular captain and stuff. But, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just having a little haze of remembering the details about the story since it's been, like, about two or three years since I've actually played this. It's been, like, about two years, I think. But uh, what I can remember, it starts off like uh, like a kind of a classic type of like it's supposed to be like the spiritual successor to Super Metroid. So already it's got like a, a lot of like hype and pressure put inside this game. So it's basically a generic kind of third person action game where okay, you clear out a specific room and stuff like that. You have to switch into first per into first person. So you have to switch the Wii mode from sideways to like. Uh, to pointing at the TV to go into first-person perspective in order to scan stuff. So one of the more annoying parts about the game is you had to scan bosses and stuff in order to figure out, like, okay, what's the weak points of this? What's the weak points of that? So you got to stop someplace where you're not going to get hit, go into first-person, scan, actually wait for it to be scanned, and even if you get hit and stuff, it's going to get you out of the scan mode, or you're just going to suffer, you know, damage and stuff like that. But, uh... The thing is, one thing about Metroid, the Metroid games in general, even even like the retro-made games, like from the Metroid Prime series, you could go back, you can get, like, uh, use different weapons of different areas that were getting access. What this one does different is it's very linear, meaning you can't go back to a certain to certain places until after you've beaten the game. <laughs> so, right there, that's disappointing, because if this thing was structured like an actual, like, my Metroid game instead of like some sort of cheap knockoff of Ninja Gaiden, then uh, you could basically use your inventory stuff, get like new weapons, use it on this, 
go that, you know, just typical, like, uh, collectible stuff like normal Metroid games do. But, uh, there's this one particular scene I can remember when you're facing off against Ridley for, like, the first, like, uh, for the first time or something. It's like you, you realize what Ridley was and stuff before it became this big old giant, like, freaking creature. And it's like, it's, it's, it's really perplexing because she's showing fear. She's so, oh man, I can't beat this big old freaking monster stuff. Well, she's done it like about a couple dozen times before. So that part of the story element obviously doesn't make sense. But, but, uh, let's see. The bottom line of this game, stupid story. The gameplay is just, it's just perplexing, over convoluted, not very simple in my honest opinion. It derives from the good points about the Metroid games in general, and uh, overall, it's it's just a, it was just like a really waste of opportunity, because Team Ninja can make some decent, like, action games, but uh, it's pretty much the lead, uh, the lead like, uh, person behind Metroid that really drug it down, Sakamoto, I think his name is, with uh, the stupid, like, Japanese, like, story elements and stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's one thing. I know that they show also have the voice acting and things like that. I heard it was pretty bad. It is. Overall. But, um... <laughs> YouTube it. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, I'm okay there. There's a reason uh, why that GameStop was selling Metroid Other M for $5 at one point. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um... But okay, so that's, uh, that is our most disappointing of the generation. We'll go. We'll, we'll break it up again with our top three um, TV shows of 2013. This meaning like not just like our favorite shows, but like best seasons. Like so, season four of this show was better. So um, we'll go ahead and start. I'll start off with my number three. Um, I actually didn't watch. I, I just watched. Started watching the show like a few months ago, or right before season two started. Um, I, buy, I watched season one like in like a week, and then I watched started watching season two. Uh, pretty much, I got like pretty much right away. But Arrow, um, I believe Knuckles didn't you start watching the show at all? I watched uh, I watched it during season one. Okay. And uh, it came to a point where I was watching on a on demand app that didn't have every episode. Yeah. So I was like, I stopped watching it, and I'm having it on my Netflix queue, but I can't bring myself to watching it, because from where I watched, it was actually really good, because it was br- it was basically Batman with, uh, without that, without that fucking code, that he, Bat- Green Arrow kills people. Yep, um, and that, that's one of the things I liked about it too, where it wasn't so much cookie cutter, like, kind of like how Smallville was, where like, he was just like... I, I'm not gonna do anything well, bad. It Superman is a pretty dull superhero. Yeah, but it was, but it, it made it interesting. I, I, I didn't. I thought the show was gonna be awful. I heard about the show being announced a couple years ago. Um, but I, I'm loving. I mean, this, this, the show is just great. I mean, the characters are great. The guy that play, I can't think of his name, but the guy that plays uh, Green Arrow, is just he's really good at. It. I mean, like the, they, I know, they, I think they changed the origin story. I'm not much of a comic book guy, but from what I heard, it's like he was trapped on an island. Uh, for five years, and everybody thought he was dead. And then, like on the island, he meets people, and he starts. He, he becomes. He's like a rich boy, like party go party kind of guy, carefree life. Then on the island, he has to like learn how to survive, and he meets people, and they train him how to become. Basically. Stephen uh, ML. Is that his real? Is that his name? Yeah. Okay, and this one, and this season, season two, actually, um, Summer Glau from Fireflies in it now, and now, and it just breaks my heart every time I see her on the screen. 
Because she's gorgeous, but I think of Firefly every time I see her. And that's the best show of all time. Oh, uh, isn't that the chick that plays, uh... She plays the main girl. Um... You know what I'm talking about, though. The main girl. Anyway, this... Uh, Glau, isn't she, uh... She plays the doctor's, uh, sister. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, I can't think of her name, but yeah. Um, but, uh... No, that show was great. I, I mean, I, I was—I didn't have the most highest expectations for it, but um, after season one was over, I talked to a few people and they said it was fantastic, um, and it is. Um, I don't have much more to say about it than that. Like, if uh, you're needing a good show to watch and you have Netflix, check the show out. It's fantastic. Um, so going with Knuckles, what's your uh, number three uh, TV show of 2013? Uh, my number three TV show of 2013. I can't really think of it. Um, I was. I gotta pull up my fucking thing again. I lost it. Ah, come on. I hate Windows 8. I really do. <laughs> yeah, everybody hates Windows 8. <laughs> like, this isn't a, technically a TV show, because it came on. It was on a YouTube series. And, uh, Fre- if probably you know Freddie Wong, who's made Video Game High School Season 1. Yeah. And a bunch of other, like, YouTube sh- YouTube one-off shorts. Video Game High School Season 2 uh, is my number 3. Hmm, okay. Just some of the... Yeah, it's kind of dorky, but... um, takes Basically takes premise of... Uh, all these, like... You know, he makes a world where... Um, video, where esports... Is more popular than football and all the other type of deal. Uh, and just this whole... He makes the high schools and all the schools... Uh, like... Uh, the sport esports are the key, and God, I can't even think right now. Um, <clears throat> too much to drink. <laughs> and uh, the fuck was it? The, basically the whole show sets around uh, FPS. Like basically, people are playing Call of Duty s games, and then what he what he does with that instead of making like actual games, he makes these sets up where. Uh, he makes it sets up where people uh, it has them like playing themselves in the vir- in the video game like you see the main character play- sitting out there in front of the keyboard and mouse and playing and then like goes into like the game where it shows him in the military outfit and the M16 and it's like it meets nerdy with what's, what's the guy makes uh, Transformers Michael Bay Bad Boys Michael Bay oh yeah Basically, it's that. Video games meets Michael Bay, and <laughs> there's a bunch of explosions and everything, and when they people play Mario Kart, they're actually playing, like, driving go-karts, and you see, like, tor- you see missiles, and you see the turtle shells come out of the go-kart. It's actually really good. Okay. It's on Netflix, too. So oh, okay. Both seasons are. Nice. Um, so, we'll go at, uh, with Jackie Boy. What's your number three TV show there? Have you watched, Do you watch TV at all? I watch a little. I've. Do you know what TV is? <laughs> Other than that thing you play video games on. <laughs> I've watched some TV shows, but uh, nothing that came out in 2013. Well, there's only one show I can think of that came out in 2013. <laughs> but uh, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna say what I'm thinking right over now. Well, factor right. What's what? <laughs> <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> Go on. Um, 
Well, let's see. Nets. <laughs> One of my favorites from 2013 that I've watched a little bit is uh, the anime, like, Bleach. From, like, uh... I know, I know, just bear with me. I don't really watch a lot of the mainstream things. I either watch a little bit of anime or a little bit of Doctor Who or whatever. But, uh... Basically, I kind of like the, the this past year and stuff with the face of the season because it's like progressively like uh, get oh, oh fuck it <laughs> I'm just gonna say bleach and then I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. All right. So my number two uh, is season three of Game of Thrones. Really? Yes. Oh. I haven't watched any Game of Thrones yet. You. I'm upset. I have the first two books on. Audible, but I just just I'm kind of aware of what's going on right now. But just watch, just watch the TV show. It's so good. Oh man, I, I don't want to go into it because there's a lot of spoilers involved. But I don't care about fucking spoilers. I know, but there's people out there that maybe haven't watched the show yet. But um, well, they should watch the show. I know they should watch the show, but I want I want I want people to watch the show, so I'm not gonna spoil it for them. But no, it's just it's one of the best acted shows out there. Um. Peter uh, Dinklage, I believe is his name. He plays. He's a little person. Uh, is just he's one of the best actors out there right now. One the guy. One of the guys. I forgot what his name is. Uh, God, I don't know what's his name, but he's one of the people in that show plays uh, someone in Mama. Okay. Just, so you might be interested in that. I'll, I'll probably check it out now. Um, but no, it's just it's one of the best actor shows out there. It's just every episode counts. It's not one of those shows where. Um, you have like the two or three episodes every season where it's just filler stuff that doesn't go anywhere. Every scene, everything matters in the show. Um, and it's just any, any, anybody or any, anybody can die at any moment. Anything can happen to anybody at any moment. Nobody's safe in this show. You might think the lead character, the, the main character in this show could be, is not safe. You know, it's just like anybody at any moment. It doesn't, it just, it's just sounds a, like the walking dead. Yeah, but Walking Dead, you know they're like Rick and a few other people. They're not gonna die, but with this show, like the like the main character, like nobody is safe. Literally, not any character. The main character of the show could die any second, and that's what's so great about the show is just like every scene counts. You can't just miss a week and then go like I missed last week, but I'll go ahead and watch this week. You can't do it because you missed everything. You need to go back and watch that show, and that's that's one of the reasons it's so it's just a great show. I. I I can't wait for season four. It's it's the only reason I even have HBO. Is it's 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 basically the Game of Thrones channel for me. I don't watch anything else on it. Now Eastbound Down's gone. That's all I watch on it is Game of Thrones. Real sucks. So um, <laughs> if if uh, if you know somebody that has HBO, see if they you let them use your account. And if you have Xbox 360, you have HBO, and you can watch HBO Go on there and watch Game of Thrones. That show is amazing. One of the best shows ever. Not just right now, ever. And Tyler's, and Tyler's what? closet show, G String Divas. <laughs> yes, that's that too. And Cat House. That show's still around. Remember that from like the early nineties. Oh yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, I used to, I used to sneak in and like watch HBO or something like that. Watch those programs, just like as a like a, a preview best in teen and stuff like that. Oh shit, man, this is awesome. <laughs> this is back before the Abbott Report. It's funny. Um, oh, the guy that plays Jamie Lannister is in Mama. Oh, okay. Ooh, she's hot. Um, so, uh, uh, Knuckles, what is your number two TV show of 2013? Oh, you've already said it. Arrow. Ooh, okay. 
Yeah. Oh, we've already, so we've already talked about it. Do you want to go ahead and go on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, because no, Jack doesn't watch TV, um, my number one is, and there's there's no doubt, this is the greatest show of all time. And this season, even though there's only eight episodes, lived up to the no, it did just love to blew up the hype and raise the bar to I don't think any other show will ever reach again. Barney and Friends. <laughs> Damn it, that. No, it is Breaking Bad season five. Holy shit! This really, I'm surprised. Uh... Oh, good. Okay, well, this... I knew Breaking Bad was going to make it, but I just didn't know. No, this show, this is the greatest show of all time. Like, it beat Friday Night Lights. And you guys know how much I fucking love Friday Night Lights. That's a great show, too. Watch that. It's on Netflix. You have no excuse not to watch it. But, no, Breaking Bad, it's like, kind of like I said with Game of Thrones. It's one of those shows where, like, every, every not just every scene, every word matters. Or they'll say something, doesn't, or, like, every, like, just... The way they put the camera matters. Well, they'll just like the shot will just will just show the like a knife on the table for a, bit, a couple seconds longer than maybe it needs to, and then you won't even think anything about it. And then like three episodes later, that knife comes into play or something, you know? And it's just like it's just everything is foreshadowing in that in that show, and it's just great. It's just like the like I said, it lived up to the hype. So and it ended perfectly. They didn't try to do the like the crazy ending like the Sopranos, where like it left it open and then like the, the, did he die or is he not? Um, is, is like it, or is this gonna happen or is that gonna happen? What happened? Like or you know it just it just it ended. It's over. You know there's not there's no talk of being a movie. It's not gonna happen. The show's over. Um, and and um, it's just great. Uh, I'm sad it's over. It was it was I had mixed emotions watching that the last episode where. I was I couldn't wait to see how it ended, but I didn't ever want to end. And if I had like, if it's one of those shows where like, if I got stuck on an island and I can only bring one series of with me, that's Breaking Bad, no doubt. I can watch that show anytime. So that is my number one. Uh, so Knuckles, what is your number one? I, I, was pro- I was actually surprised that this show didn't make it uh, into your top three, but Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Season six. Season six right now. Yep. Yeah, is uh my top show of the year. Okay. Like just the part where uh the opening, just the first scene of the show. Like there's a or not the first scene, but the like ending scene in the first episode where there's a school shooting. Yeah. It's like wow, what the hell? Mm -hmm. No, I mean. Just kind of talk about why it didn't make a list. Is like I look at these these three shows I named. Where some of the ones were like I, I DVR everything, but it's like normally like I'll you know flick I'll DVR and I'll watch it eventually. Where where these shows I, I I would like DVR it, but I'd wait twenty minutes, and so that way I could just fast forward the commercials and I watch them like right then and there. Where like <laughs> at one point in Sands of Anarchy I was like four episodes behind at the beginning of the season, you know. So it's just and that I really enjoy that show. But it wasn't one of those ones where I couldn't wait to like, it, like I, I couldn't wait for Arrow to come on. I couldn't wait for Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad to start. Like those are the one of the shows where I had to know what happened right now. You know, it was one of the ones I could, I'll just watch it when I get around to it. Sons of Anarchy is a great show. I'm not gonna dispute that being number one. But um, like I said, like I was episodes behind in at one point in time, and that that's one of the reasons why it's not it didn't make my list. But go on with your what else you got to say. 
It's just uh, the where uh, the creator has himself. His creator, uh, Kurt Sutter, yeah. I think is his name. Yep. He plays uh, Otto, or played Otto in the show. And he had he wrote himself getting uh, prison raped mm-hmm. in the f- first opening scene of the season. It was like, wow. Yeah. It's a, and just, just the way he goes out like later in the season is just fantastic. And uh, just how it progresses and like... You finally see uh, what what uh, Jax wants to do against. Uh, he tries to fight the Irish, and he does. He gets out of that deal, or how he gets out of that deal, and what happens to Clay in prison. Yeah, and just no. There, yeah, there's a pretty show. there's a pretty crazy moments in that show. That show is one of my favorite shows. In, uh, like, if I had to make a top ten list, that would probably I'd probably be in it like all time. My top ten favorite shows that would probably be like number it'd be like nine or ten if I'd make it, but that's a great show on TV. I'll admit. Um, yeah. So that's that's our TV shows of the year. Uh, we got a couple more things left to do here. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll just do. Um, do you want to do anticipated first, or we want to do game of the year first? Game of the year, then going to anticipated. That, Holy shit, we've been going for two hours. Yeah, we'll make this quick, guys. Because um, I think we've already kind of talked about the, our game of the years. Um, but yeah. my number five is uh, Zelda: Link Between uh, Worlds. I've talked before. It made me feel like it's one of those things where, like, it, it, it one of those things from my youth that I like. I I was scared I wouldn't live up to it, or maybe it was maybe it was just really good for its time. But it, it made me feel like I was eight years old again playing on Super Nintendo, and I loved it, and I'm still loving it, and can't wait to get back to playing it. Um, so that's my number five. Uh, number five for. Uh, Knuckles, what is yours? Metro Last Light. Wow, wow. Okay, I'll admit that was like that. That was close, but wow. Okay, go on. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm just I'll shocked. Keep it short, but <laughs> well, you could do. Yeah, a, let's like, do like a twenty-second uh, thing. Talk about why you okay. like it. Okay, well, uh, Metro Last Light is like yeah, it's based off the. I think Metro twenty thirty four. Twenty thirty three. Yeah, twenty the book twenty thirty four, yep. Yeah. Off the book, twenty thirty four and uh, Yeah, you just happen to you're dealing with the events that happened in uh, Metro twenty thirty three and then you just gotta survive on the you go into the God, I'm trying to think. You just happen to deal with those beasts. Oh yeah, the demons. Yeah, I've heard the call of it, yeah, those things are creepy. With that look like fucking that look like the beast from uh, this is the end yeah <laughs> it's like this fucking demon's giant wings shit it's like you can fight them or you can you can uh, vo- try to avoid them just run away <laughs> yeah you, you yeah that's the whole point you just run away yeah like that's those things like a shit ton of ammo yeah and just the scene where you like you trying to make contact with uh, other uh, other metros then it turns out you get betrayed by where you came from and just the whole ordeal it's a fun game go ahead very nice so uh Jackie Boy what's your number five Bioshock Infinite okay Bio- wow okay you know what wow. Bioshock Infinite had like a decent it has decent gameplay I really liked a lot of the vigors the murder of Crow obviously my favorite because even though it's basically like type of like a stun type of attack I love just seeing all those murderous crows just like just go and pick at like the individual like uh like as soldiers and everything else, but uh, yeah, gr- great gameplay. The story's okay. 
and stuff. The game looks pretty good, in my honest opinion. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, my number four is um, Pokemon X. Uh, we've okay. we've spent many a minutes talking about it, so I don't need to talk about it anymore. But great game. Um, Knuckles, what's your number four? Payday 2. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's like what you were looking forward to in GTA 5, uh, Payday 2 delivered it. You just, where you had to, uh, the whole goal is to plan the perfect heist. And like, you, uh, the first mission is like the four stores. You had to plan how to get 15k out of four, uh, little, uh, strip mall, like, just the street. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a bunch of stores. You have to figure out where, where to go. You have to plan it out. And, uh, before you, uh, like, and if you uh, got went step too close to the security guard, you got alerted, and a huge shootout occurs. And so you have to plan plan it. You have to put like if you find a safe, you have to set your drill up and everything. So, and uh, if you put on your mask, you can't take off the mask. So uh, you have to go through the scene anyway. If you put on your mask, the shit happens, starts happening. Hmm. Like people run out scared. You can. Uh, if someone's in the shop with you before you tried to, as you're trying to rob it, you can uh, bring them onto the ground. You can uh, zip tie their hands together and they say they're your hostages now. And which comes to play later in the game if, say, your one of your teammates or AI gets arrested, which means dead. Yeah. And, um,. <laughs> And uh, you can use them as a bargaining chip. So you can use the hostages as a bargaining chip to set your to get your free your teammate free. Nice. Okay. And uh, yeah, if you, sh- if you don't plan out the shit right, prepare to be in a huge gunfight. <laughs> Very nice. Like, and you have to uh, and to do some shit. You have to like walk, uh, follow the security guard's path, knock him out, take his uh, take his radio report in that everything's okay in this area. And then you have to hide the body, and then take out the other guard before you even put on your mask. Like you just have to plan, and which that's what GTA Five was missing, or GTA Online was missing. Yeah, yeah, and which is why I love uh, Payday. Okay, very cool. Um, so uh, Jackie Boy number four, Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crown has great gameplay. It has like a great like the sort of like type of like a old school type of beat 'em up feel. Like uh, it has great integratable like uh, co op and stuff like that. The basic kind of like online or like not like split screen, but like uh, it feels kind of like a classic arcade game where you could basically have like anybody in the room or something like that pick up controller. They could play along with you and stuff without going in the split screen and stuff. It has a lot of, like, interesting, like, uh, random missions. The story mode's really in-depth and stuff. It's not really too long, but uh, I love just uh, playing as each little individual class. So I play as a warrior. I could switch up to a mage if I really wanted to, or even, like, archer or whatever. But uh, that's the thing. Great gameplay. Great graphics, obviously. It's from the same makers as uh, the Marmosa the Demon Blade, a game I liked on the Wii. And even to a certain extent, yeah, Odin Sphere for the PS2. So, you know, their pedigree for making, like, uh, great, like, visuals and stuff is there with the cell shadedness. So, that's my number four, Dragon's Crown. Very <laughs> nice. All right, so my number three is uh, Bioshock Infinite. 
Um, if you want my reasoning, uh, I believe it was number four on Game of Generations podcast. Uh, Jack's already talked about it. Uh, great story, uh, great gameplay. I think very underrated gameplay. People say it's shit, but I think it's really great. Um, I, I think it's one of the a benchmark for this generation of video gaming. Um, but we talked about we talked about it at length before. So um, we'll go ahead and um, Knuckles. What's your uh, number three? My number three is actually a game that the sport technically it's a sports game and it's done every year for the past Wait, five or six. Can I guess it? Go ahead. WWE 2K14. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I picked this game up uh, when we were doing Extra Love. Yeah. I've rented it from like Redbox, so my view on it's pretty uh, up there now. Since I paid two dollars for it <laughs> during Extra Life, just playing this game and. Uh, like, go and create your character playing through the 30 years of WrestleMania. Like, I enjoyed reliving some of those matches yet. Some of those matches pissed me off because you do them in every damn WWE game. Yep. <clears throat> like, uh, Kane versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And 15. 15? Yep. Yeah, and that match drives me crazy. And uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock at any of the WrestleManias. 15, 17, and 19. Yeah, Jesus Christ. 19 I think was probably the worst yeah but uh yeah just playing through there then the beating the streak defending the streak and beating the streak is we play if you're defending it you play as Undertaker in this uh got pretty much gauntlet match where you beat everyone like <clears throat> yet they've run into the match uh yet to beat them but the thing about the defend the streak match your health only goes up a little as each person you pin so you have to make sure you don't get damaged that much during the match and like it increasingly gets dif- more difficult which becomes a pain in the ass I think the highest I've gotten to is 34 oh wow wow yeah yeah that sucks and uh you have to defeat the streak which he plays any character in which turns uh the undertaker into fucking god yep it, which is, becomes unfucking bearable and it's ridiculous i hate that i think i beat him once with my creative superstar and it's ungod ungodly <laughs> i had to turn it came to the point where i had to turn down all the slaughters turn the game on to easy <laughs> and then he still was paying the ass <laughs> i turned i turned dq off and i just started beating the shadow with a steel chair He's still good. He came to that. He's still good. Knuckles is there. Die, you son of a bitch! Die. <laughs> he, just, he just keeps on sitting up. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, it comes to a point where if you hit him in your finisher in the ring, he doesn't sit up and then gets up and just choke slams you. Yeah, like the light <laughs> comes, comes back on. He's behind you and choke slams you. Oh god! Yeah, I'm getting flashbacks. Instantly turns you red. And then uh, you have to get out of the ring because that was his uh, signature move. Yeah. Because he has his finisher now stored up. And you have to defeat, defeat him without actually tr- without getting tombstoned. Because once you hit the tombstone, you lose. Oh, God. Yeah, that's usually how it works out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that was my uh, number three. Oh, very nice. So, uh, Jackie Boy, what's your number three? It's a game that I've already said previously, so I'm going to say it again. Guacamelee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, okay. Alright, so, uh. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this shit. Terrible, terrible taste in video games. <laughs> As a person who has WWE in their best games of yeah. 2013. Yeah, you have a sports game. 
You knock me for playing NCAA football 2014. I don't play every fucking year, though. <laughs> Shut up. But and that's not even nowhere day. near my top. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't even. I wasn't even considering that my top game. I don't even play that every day. I don't play it every day. You, you play it every time I see. Every time I see you on, you're playing that damn game. Like most of the time, I don't. I'm just kind of waiting for my PS4 at this point. But um. <laughs> Now you ordered it yesterday. Yeah, but I've been waiting for the nah. last like, a month for it now. I've, I, like I said, Assassin's Creed Four was like my last game I was going to buy for my 360. That was in October, so six weeks ago. So I don't have anything else to play. So I, well, I got Zelda, but uh, my number two. And you got Pokemon. And po- I've already beat Pokemon. You can so. go through Pokemon again with a different team. Eh, maybe later. Um, but my number two, and this actually will break my game of the generations list. Because um, things have changed since that, since that when we did that podcast. But number two was Last of Us, which was number two on my Games of the Generation podcast. Um, we talked about at length before. Uh, one, of, one of, probably besides Mass Effect, the best story in um, in video gaming, at least from what I played. Uh, I thought this kind of like Bioshock. People say the story is pretty, or the, the game play is pretty terrible. But I think the story, or the the gameplay, is just fantastic. Where just I, maybe it's just because I love sneaking games. I love you know trying to. You got eight bullets and there's ten guys, and you got to figure out how to get around them or take them out silently or whatever. Or you can go into a gunfight, but you're probably gonna lose. And just try, just trying to figure out how to get through those things. I just love putting that puzzle together. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love that game so much. Um, we'll go on. So Knuckles, what's your number two? And it's been mentioned before, mentioned in the Game of the Generations, Bioshock Infinite. Wow, okay. Very nice. Um, do you want to add to that, or is we can go on? Nah. Okay, alright. Oh, well, the scene where, early on in the game, where you, you and uh, Elizabeth are trying to get that, uh, trying to get tickets to the, on, to the train, yeah, to the blimp, whatever. It's been, I played, like, back in March, so forgive me if my... Memory's a little rusty. A little alcohol between uh, there, you know. Yeah, alcohol does help effect too. And then he's like, "Okay, uh, give me one second. And then you just you turn around and he just stabs you in the hand. <laughs> oh God! Oh man, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, go ahead. All right. So, uh, Jackie boy, what's your number two? Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. uh... You want to add to that, or we go ahead and go on? We'll go on. Okay. All right. So my number one, um, and I've already talked about it a few podcasts ago, and then I talked about it a little bit today uh, on this podcast. Assassin's Creed Four is wow. my game of the year. Huh. And probably it would actually be my favorite. I think it actually surpasses Assassin's Creed Two as my favorite. Um, actually, it would because I would probably this would probably be my number two game of the generation. Actually, if I if I remember the list today. This is probably my number two. So, um, yeah, I think it's a lot better than Assassin's Creed 2, which was my, used to be my favorite. But, uh, Knuckles, what is your number one game of this generation, or this year? Number one game of this year is probably because I haven't really played much. And, uh, I played, put so many hours into this game, and I'm trying to say this before I tell you the game because you're going to get pissed off. <laughs> I put like four days into the online when it first launched. Uh, 
<laughs> GTA Online or GTA Five? Yeah, I, I I already knew this was your game of the year. Our game, yeah, your game of the year. So I wasn't too surprised about it. I'm not pissed about it. Like I'm not mad about it because, like I said, when I like I enjoyed the like I enjoyed the campaign. Like I yeah. didn't care much for Franklin's. I'm trying to get out of the hood. Why the hell are you get mad that I'm out of the hood? Yeah, you want me to? Yeah, I hated that shit. I agree with you. No, and, and Trevor shit was funny. Yeah, and, that was it. and like I said, I, I said during the show when I told when I told you I didn't, I, I just didn't care for it, and I sold the game. Is I understand, I will not argue this being the game. I told you during that show, if you, this is your game of the year, I want to argue with you because I understand why people love it. If this was someone's game of the generation, I wouldn't argue with them because I know I can see what why people love this game so much, and it's just it's like I've said, it's not my game. No. Yeah, but uh, from what I feel now, is like my game of the my game of the year is Dragon Age Origins, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I did play that earlier this year. Yeah, and uh, fucking yeah, GTA Five just put mass amount of hours into it, like this single player, like just Trevor, just like not even like wanting to switch over to him, like do his missions because I didn't give a shit about his missions. <laughs> Just like just switching over to him, and he's on the fucking island in the middle of goddamn nowhere. <laughs> and you say, just when he goes to see this girl like running off into the water, it's like, okay, just jump in the water, go wash off. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. So not only am I, uh, the, the dialogue was funny, but now I'm in the desert, now I'm on a fucking stranded island with a motorcycle. I don't even know how the motorcycle got there. <laughs> And uh, I have to swim across like a mile to just get back to the mainland. And I was like, okay, just switch back over to Michael for a minute. <laughs> and yeah, just doing the, just the dialogue in that part was funny. He's like, even with the, after uh, Michael reunites his family, just switching back over to him and he's playing a game with his son, he's getting mad and just throwing the controller at the TV. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun. Just pretty fun but go ahead let's continue let's get this over with yeah very nice so um we'll go on with jackie boy what's your game of the year pokemon x and y (laughs) very nice well what can i say i mean i mean what can i say that's the game i pretty much enjoyed through how many games i've actually played that have been released this year it's up my alley old school stuff that's just uh plywood new school type of like uh, mechanics Online's the best inside of the, any type of Pokemon game, and pretty much I love the new creatures and new settings and everything else about it. So yeah, that's my game of the year. Okay, very nice. Uh, I can't argue with that. Great game. Um, but let's go ahead and we'll just do this. We'll do this super fast because we're over two hours now, and I'm very tired. Um, our most anticipated, our three most. Do you want to just do our most anticipated game, or do you want to do like top three? Most anticipated. Just most anticipated. Okay. Okay. Okay, one. All right, so uh, my one, I'll just do one. Watch Dogs, obviously. But my number one, Tom Clancy's The Division. Um, I said this on, I said this on episode one of our podcast, the first podcast we ever did together, that this was my game of E3. This was the first game that made me excited about the next generations. And the, the game just looks fantastic. I, I don't even know if it's, it's supposed to come out this year. So it's kind of hard. I mean, it sucks if it's not. In, or I guess 2014. Um, but it's supposed to come in 2014, but it's not guaranteed. Um, but that is the game I'm most uh, looking forward to for next year. I'm surprised Metal Gear Solid 5 wasn't. 
Um, well, Metal Gear Solid Five isn't technically coming out. The prologue is, okay. but the, the actual games have come out until Ground Zero, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Knuckles, well, what's your? Uh, My yeah. runner-up is Fantasy Star Nova, and if it's just like Fantasy Star Online Two, it's not coming out in 2014. Um. My actual game is probably Destiny. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Oh, I've been a huge. I I know people will say is like, or I know people will say uh, like, oh he's a Halo fanboy. Why not? Yes, I do enjoy Halo, but uh, like I've loved Destiny since Marathon and Oni, and which, yeah, those were great games. Uh, but uh, or Marathon was, but I wouldn't say Oni is a great game. <laughs> But yeah, Destiny. I can't wait to see what they're doing. I've been waiting fucking September ninth. Three years. I can't wait three years. I've been waiting three years for their next game and uh wait a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's also Dragon Age uh, Inquisition that I'm waiting for, but Yeah, we're not that's not guaranteed though. They haven't even Yeah. So Yeah. But um Jackie Boy, what is your most anticipated game? Well, you know, there are a few games I am looking forward to, obviously, like Infamous Second Son and, like, Titanfall and, like, freaking Destiny, like everybody else, but, uh, I also... Dragon Ball Z, Battle of the Z. <laughs> is that a real game? Yes, yes that's a real God, game. That sounds, that sounds like the worst title I've ever made. I know, I know. I'm going to be playing a demo pretty shortly. But, uh, my most anticipated game is Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Basically, I just want to see what the heck they're going to be fitting in this time, and uh, hopefully there's enough content and stuff that's going to, you know, spark a lot of the interest for me to play online on this Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Mega Man. I love Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that is our um, big show for the for this week. It's a very big show this week. I don't. Even, we're not even going to do Wrestle of the Week or any of that stuff. We're just going to end the Fine show. by me. <laughs> Uh, cause it's, I gotta be up in like five hours, so I'm very tired. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I just wanna, this is our last show before Christmas. Um, I don't know, uh, it's gonna be kinda tough with the holidays, uh, when we normally record on Wednesdays, but see, in fact, Christmas is on Wednesday, I'm not sure what's gonna happen there. So, we'll try to record next week, we're not gonna guarantee it. Um, but this is the last time we'll be on before Christmas, so, um, I just want to say Merry Christmas to all of you out there listening, and we appreciate you listening to us and making this a great year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. This, this, we is, how, wish you a- this is how drunk and tired Knuckles is. He's singing. Yeah. You should see this man in oh. karaoke. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't get me started on Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, oh God! Uh, I can't, we, we gotta when we, if we ever like get together and do something, we're going to karaoke bar. Oh no! First thing we're doing, we're getting drunk, go to the karaoke bar. But um, no, that will be our. That uh, do you guys have anything you want to say? Closing anything uh, to show with? You're all getting cold for Christmas. <laughs> More than likely, yeah. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yep. Hey, boop boop. alright guys uh, so we will maybe see you next week if not the week after Uh, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year Good night, everybody Saturday we're out
excuse me. Give to me beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out. And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>